broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 72 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I've got Trevor and Damon here. We've got the whole crew here today, fresh from the holidays. Happy Did you guys have a, have good holidays? Yeah. How was yours? It was long. It did feel like a long time. I, feel I was like I haven't talked to you guys in a time. while, right? Well, I happened to be home for a while too, so. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to be back, but it was good to, good to have a nice little break. I, I hope every, everybody out there listening to this had really, you know, happy holidays. I, I was in New Jersey too when you were there, I think. Were we there at the same time? Yeah, I went for a few days. It was a quick trip. We went the 26th, 27th, 28th. So I was actually in the Poconos during that time period, but ah. <laughs> I travel a lot during the holidays. I have many families to visit, so. <laughs> I didn't leave my house. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Truth. Yeah, it's it well, it, it's good, but yeah, it was uh after about a week and a half, you do kind of get a bit stir crazy. So I, I did have to start just going out and doing things for the sake of leaving the house. <laughs> I, I was off for like almost three weeks. Wow. Yeah, it was uh my kids have been off and everyone goes back to school tomorrow and no one's happy. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy about that either. I, I wasn't happy to go back to work uh, this past Thursday. So, mm, yeah, terrible. I wish I would have taken the whole week off. That would have been nice. But, but I digress. Um, <laughs> did you guys get anything? Uh, anything good? Because I got a cool, a couple cool Disney things for Christmas. I got and you opened uh, all of them. What's? Oh, oh, well, no. Okay, these are things I can open. Okay, okay. I, I got a, I got the Steamboat Willie uh, Lego set. Dude, again, you can't open that. It's it's in it's pieces. Lego. Yeah, uh, you got you got to buy two. You have to buy two of them: one to open and do, and one to save. <laughs> well, it's already built. It's already put together. So maybe I'll share a picture of that. But it's pretty cool. It it like you you can move you like roll it and it makes this the steam pipes go up and down and it makes the uh the paddles spin. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, and then I also got uh what it was it like the Cards Against Humanity Disney version. I got that. Just pretty cool. I haven't opened it up yet. I have no idea if it's cool or not, but we'll find out. Um, I think that's all the Disney stuff I got. What else did you, guys, did you get I, besides Disney stuff? You're allowed to talk about non-Disney stuff. I mean, not much. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't need much in my life. So I, I don't ask for much. I, I get, you know, usually the parents do the cash thing, you know, and there's some, some clothes and, you know, things like that. Nothing, nothing too exciting. What about you guys? Did you get any like Disney stuff or any, anything else cool? Uh, well, I got a, uh, I got another, uh, r- attraction poster to add to my wall that I have going nice. right now. So, uh, it's, it was for the Tiki room. So I'll be putting that up here. I have to, um, the last ones I had put up when we did our big renovation. So I actually had, uh, the guys doing the reno put them all up. So they, you know, measured and everything. So I realized I have to figure all that stuff out myself so that it looks right. <laughs> Math. Oh, yeah. Well, I always have to do, I always have to do that in our house too because it's math. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's math. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm so bad at that. I will, I will think that I measured it and then I forget to account for like, oh, you know, the border is another inch or whatever. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I have a, like a formula now because I've just, we've moved so often and hung so many pictures that like I have a little sheet and I'm like, okay, don't forget this. Remember that you have to have the border and this is how you break it down. And I have like a whole little setup for myself. So 
That's the way to do it. I mean, yes. I into that. <laughs> I still have all the attraction posters I bought from my last trip to Disney in October. I still haven't framed any of them yet, so I really need to get on that and do that. But you know, it costs a lot of money, so I'm just uh, framing is expensive. Yeah, framing is expensive, yeah. and I can't I can't do anything until my parents are actually moved out. So my Disney room is sitting with stuff just ready to go. But let's see. So Trevor, were you were you done? Uh, so, no. What else so did you get? so outside of that, so my actually also Disney stuff. Uh, um, my wife got, um, have you ever heard of, uh, there's a YouTube channel called sketch art where the guy does yes. paintings with spray paint. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually got, um, the Mary Poppin ones from him. Oh, nice. And, or, and so I got that from my wife. And so we got that framed and that's going to be going somewhere in the house. I don't know where yet. I like his stuff an awful lot. It was, oh, uh, yeah. it's been saved for kind of the same thing. I was like, Oh, I need to buy one of those. And then I kind of never get around to it. Yeah. I, I decided my, my wife saw it and she really wanted it. And I just happened to get lucky that uh, I got one of them before they sold out. Cause he, he only does so many runs of a particular print or of a particular yep. painting. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I got lucky and I got one of the Mary Poppins ones. And uh, so there's that. And then non Disney stuff. Uh, I finally got a PS4, which uh, is kind of cool. So I'm just fiddling around with that. We got like Spider-Man God of war and stuff to go with it. And I also got a Stranger Things t-shirt, which I was super happy about. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Was the, nice. For the uh, Hawkins Middle School uh, AV Club. <laughs> I have the same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have the same shirt. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to wear it together when we meet up or something. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to do that. I, I do. I, I know there's a lot of different versions of that particular shirt, but um, yeah, I have that. I have that same shirt. Nice. I forgot to mention my wife got a shirt, um, not me, but my wife got a shirt that had like the original Epcot logo on it and says, thank the Phoenicians. If you can read this, thank the Phoenicians on it, um, which I really like. I, I thought that was a cool shirt. I was a little jealous that she got one. Mm, yeah, I, I've, I've seen that one before in the park. I think that's a cool one. Yeah, I like that one. What, what about you, Damon? Yeah. Um, so let's see. I got a Scrooge McDuck figure. Which obviously, why not? But I'm I'm having a dilemma. It's not really a collectible, but it's still in the packaging, and I'm kind of loath to to open it up. But uh, this may be one that I have to open up and and purchase a second one of, per my policy. Uh, is it is it a Funko Pop or is it like a? No, it is not. It's just it, you know I don't even know where it's from. The the Funko Pop ones are are kind of cool, but this one's more realistic. You know, <laughs> realistic as you can get with Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I have that. Trying to think, I got a Gravity Falls T-shirt, the, nice. you know, the one that's it's you know kind of set up as so, you know Gravity Falls, you know Oregon and all that. So I like that. Uh, let's see, I want to say, in terms of non-Disney stuff, I got a Herculoids T-shirt. It's going back. I don't know if anyone knows that. That's another <laughs> really good show. That's going really back. Yeah. So a Herculoids shirt. Uh, let's see, uh, Oculus Rift Quest. Ooh. Sorry quest we got the quest which i actually enjoy there's something to be said about not having to hook it up to anything that's been fun let's see let's see let's see a pool table um and then just you know some general oh you know what i did get though which is something that could actually be a disney thing i'm sure it's probably not in everyone's you know, thing that they would purchase or bring with them, especially maybe not something that they might bring on the plane, but I have a percussion massager. 
I know that my son uses it at therapy and I just thought to myself, you know, let's get him one. It'll be nice to use around the house, but gosh, that would be great for Disney. I, I think that next time we end up going, I am going to make sure to bring it because actually I love it. I bought, it's not a hyper ice. It is definitely a knockoff, but it's still pretty nice. And the battery, it's a Samsung battery. It lasts about four hours. It's been a phenomenal piece of equipment and I could see where going to Disney and using it on your arches, your feet or your legs or whatever would be great. And then I, I picked up some underwear as well. I'm, I'm big on underwear. And as I know, we've kind of had this discussion in the, in our Disney group, you know, good underwear for anti-chafing and under swimsuits is, is key. It really is. <laughs> I, I have a specific set of underwear that comes with me to Disney, particularly because of that. So. You know, I found a set last year that my wife had gotten me that I really like. So I got another two of those. So that way I have them for uh, upcoming trips. Yeah. I, I feel we could almost do a whole episode on this kind of stuff now because, <laughs> you, you know, I'm kind of the same way that I have very like yeah, specific underwear and socks and stuff that I buy. Yeah. Well, trip, I like the, so. the Bomba socks. I, I did get a few of those. I got a cookie monster yeah. version of those, but those are my favorite socks for the park as well. A little bit thicker than some people might like, but uh, I enjoy them. I did get some sneakers too. So I would say that the new um, Adidas ultra boosts are pretty good shoe for Disney. And uh, I have another set of those as well. I, t I tend to buy like a new pair of shoes before I go out to Disney, like every time, because I like destroy my shoes at Disney. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you, you probably do more walking there than you do in like three months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, they never come back in good shape and, and ever going to feel good again on my feet. Not that I've still yet to find a shoe that is not going to make my feet hurt while I'm at Disney. I, I still need to, I'm, I'm on that quest. I tell you, the Ultra Boost is, is a darn good shoe. I had them last time at Disney and I was very, very pleasantly surprised. But I will say, hey, regardless of what shoe you have, you end up bringing a percussion massager. It doesn't really matter. You're yeah, good. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah. So y you just introduced me to a whole new world here, Damon, because I'd never heard of a percussion massager before. And now I'm okay. looking on Amazon at these things going, huh. <laughs> so, so, so this is, this is what I'll tell you that the Hyper Ice is the, the OG one, the original. It's extremely expensive. I have the vibe. Uh, it is on Amazon. I believe that I got the Vibe Professional. It was in the $200 range and it has been, you know, knock on wood, solid as, as get out, just as good as the Hyper Ice. And it's been super helpful. Like I don't have like foot cramps, like, you know, for your calves. It, it's definitely something if you want to invest in is worth bringing to Disney for darn sure. Nice. Interesting. Like I said, I, I feel that this is a bit of a Pandora's box that so we can go down a whole. <laughs> we could, we could do a whole episode on this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we could do a whole episode on this. That would be a, actually a pretty good wait list. Yeah. You know what? It would be. I mean, it just kind of like a what you, what do you bring? The, go ahead, Trevor. Go ahead. I, I said, what do you bring? Like, what do you pack yeah. in Disney or what do you plan for and all that? Yeah. No, that's, that's totally true. That would be a good one. Well, anything else around Chris Christmas? Or, you know, the holidays in general. No. All right. Well, so over the break, uh, Damon and I both scheduled Disney trips for 2020. <laughs> so I wanted yeah. to bring that up. Mine's not really in the books yet. I mean, it's it's a family approved. So it, it's not in the books yet because I, I'm not 100% sure how long we're going to go for. So our goal is to eventually hit all the holidays and and. By hitting all the holidays, Christmas is just Christmas time is good enough, right? Like I don't actually need to be there on Christmas. We were there on Thanksgiving, 
but we're looking at 4th of July. I think the problem that I'm kind of coming up with is, is you know, how long do we go for? Because we're going to be, the plan is, is that we're going to go there. And if we don't do resale, we're going to purchase our points while we're there, 4th of July. Um, unless somebody's talking me into resale, which, you know, again, that's going to be another episode before then. But, you know, I don't know if we're staying for two days, three days. I have no idea. All I know is that we'll be there on 4th of July. Now, the other thing that's up for debate is, you know, because we're going to do the October trip as well, I don't know if I'm going to do a season pass or not. Uh, it might behoove me to do that depending on how many days we're actually going to go. So my, my trip for 4th of July is definitely still up in the air, but we'll, you know, again, it seems like we'll be there on the 4th of July in Disney at a park regardless and at Disney Springs at least one day. And then maybe again, doing SeaWorld or Bush Garden since we are season pass holders there already. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. My, mine's kind of a funny story, actually. Um, you know, I, unless, was there anything else you were going to say about No, no, that was it. So I, I was, uh, I really, I think I, you know, talked about it on the show. I really wanted to use my annual passes one more time before they expire in June. And I was like, well, the only time I'm going to be able to do that is spring break. And I do not want to go during spring break. Right. And so I just on like kind of a whim, I look at my wife's schedule, uh, for spring break and I find out that because of my, the way my wife's schedule works, uh, that her spring break is actually a week later than everybody else's spring break. So it's, well, the don't week- say, don't say everybody else's because most not everyone of the other, in the country well, has the same exact spring break. You're right. But there's a general like two weeks where most people have spring break, right? So, um, and so I looked this up and, and it's, it's a, it's, you know, one of those times it's actually supposed to be pretty slow. Uh, the points drop pretty, pretty dramatically, uh, at that point. Um, so I just went and I booked Saratoga for a week. I, I before I even really talked to my wife about it, I'm just like, I'm just going to book this and we'll just go that week. So, uh, I, I had a moment of panic, first of all, because I booked it and then I was like, Oh wait, there's like blackout times for my annual passes during April, during spring break. And it turns out, so when I went, I, I already booked it, but then I looked at it and I was like, oh, the, the first day that blackout ends is the first day of my trip. So I was good there. Um, but the other part that's funny about this is I booked the whole week except for one day. There's all kinds of availability, um, in April at the, you know, for the end of April and in May, but there's one day missing and that's April 21st. And April 21st has no availability across all the resorts. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why. And then it just kind of came to me today. Somebody was posting uh, about registering for Moonlight Magic. Well, Moonlight Magic is happening on on 421. Um, so I'm guessing what happened is a whole bunch of people, probably a lot of locals, um, too, booked one-night stays from the 21st to the 22nd so they could get Moonlight Magic uh, tickets. And... For me, for now, I have no room on the 21st or the 22nd. So I'm hoping a bunch of people don't get into Moonlight Magic and then cancel their reservations. And then, you know, I'll, I'll get, you know, my complete reservation. But for now, I just have an entire studio week at Saratoga and I'm missing that one night. So, um, but yeah, so hopefully that all works. Is that like out. in the middle of your trip though? Yeah, it's right in the middle of the trip. It's like Tuesday. It's like a Tuesday night. So. Hmm. Hopefully, hopefully I can get something for that. I mean, I'm sure I could book a cash room or something. I don't know. It's, but it's only a one day wait list. I mean, y- yeah, you're it's right. a one day wait list, right? Yeah. So at Saratoga, I think you'll be safe. That's what I was thinking too. But I, I, what, when you threw the, the Moonlight Magic monkey wrench into it, plus it's a Magic Kingdom Moonlight Magic, I was like, oof. Mm. Yeah, yeah that, it was, 
it's freaking me out a little. That's interesting that, uh, you know, I guess that's something that we have to start thinking about now is, you know, you know, before or Moonlight Magic was always one of those things that, you know, it, it, in past years, it just kind of came up and people, you know, were excited to go to it. But now people are deliberately planning for it. So that does kind of change. I, I guess when you're thinking about your trips as you kind of do have to wait for Moonlight Magic or you have to book way before they announce the uh, the dates to make sure that you get the dates that you want. So that, that that's some interesting planning discussion to think about. It, it is. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because I, I hadn't thought about it. And I was like, why is this one date missing? There's availability all around it. Um, you know, and, and truthfully, listen, I'm booking a fairly last minute DVC trip. This is four months ahead of time, which is, you know, not that much time, especially DVC wise. And that's, you know, I posted this on the Facebook group and everybody was like, you're not going to get a room. You're not going to get a room. I was like, I already got a room. I just don't have it for that one night. And of course it's at Saratoga, but you know what? We've never stayed at Saratoga. It's on the list. You know, we've, we've only got a couple of resorts left that we haven't stayed at. So, you know, I'm going to put it on there. I'm also probably, I've been thinking about doing a wait list for Riviera. If they release more points, uh, you know, if they declare some more points, then maybe I'd have a chance of that going through. I don't know. Um, but I would like to stay at Riviera and, and we're going to talk about Riviera in a second here, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I hope I get it. Uh, I, you know, I, I would like to go to that Moonlight Magic, but as of right now, I don't have a reservation for that date. So, uh, I'm going to have to hope that there's tickets available after they open it up for the, for the, um, you know, for the people that have reservations. So, uh, I, I, and I think where this comes in, it's a lot of the local pass holders slash DVC members, right? That have to book that night. Uh, because otherwise it's pretty hard to get into Moonlight Magic otherwise. So I, I think that's what's happening here. But like I said, there's probably going to be a lot of people that don't get go get in and then cancel that day. So um, that's what my hope is. So but, just curious, when's the day that uh, the bookings come open for Moonlight Magic? I think it's this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. Okay. Is what I, I, for, for, for that particular one, I believe I saw. Right. Yeah, don't just quote be, me on that, though. I think it's the 8th. Uh, I'll be curious to see how quickly your waitlist comes through based on that. Like the, this would be a Me good too. kind of um, case study, I guess <laughs> on, on moonlight magic and booking and all that. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. I, I, I feel like I want to believe that it's going to come through really quickly right now. I have like two separate reservations or maybe even three. I had to set it up too, because I have the two contracts on different use years instead of transferring points between the two contracts. I, I just booked on different contracts. So like I, I took some points from one contract, so I took some from another. And, and so now I have a couple different reservation numbers. Now, if I get that last day, I want to, I'll combine those all into one reservation number, but um, you know, it's just, it's just a, a little bit of a mess right now just because that one day is missing. But other than that, I'm excited to go in April. Apparently, according to like, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Touring plans. It's a very slow week, uh, because, you know, spring break just ended and everybody's going back to school uh, for most people. And so it's a pretty There's slow. There's no week. such thing anymore. Don't let anyone fool you, Tom. <laughs> it was pretty slow in October when I went. It wasn't too bad. So, and, and this is supposed to be lower crowds than that even. So. Um, you know, either way, I'm, I'm, you know, we're, we're excited to go one more time and use our annual passes one more time. So uh, before they expire and we haven't decided if we're going to re- renew yet or not. So we've, you know, figured let's use it one more time and, and use the points that we have and, and, and do it. So, um, so yeah, so, so that's, that's my trip that just came up, but 
you know, to start the year off, we wanted to take some listener questions, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we put this out on our Facebook page. I think it was on the Facebook page, not the group, right, Damon? It was on the actual proper page. It was on the proper page because I can't get the, you know, 2,100 people to come over to the Facebook group. You know. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days they will. One of these days. I, I like the little community we got going on in the group right now, though. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty good. I, I wouldn't be upset with 2,000 people, though. Trust me. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't be upset with 2,000 people either, but, but, um, so we had a couple questions that were asked. We didn't, I didn't put all of them on here, but I did put a couple. But our, our buddy Jeremy is asking us uh, what we think about the Riviera, uh, and, and also uh, a couple other people chimed in on this too. Overall impressions of the resort and the rooms now that it's open, the transportation op- options like the Skyliner. Um, oh. Jeremy specifically had questions about when the Skyliner goes down or, or stopped. Um, so, you know, I, I, don't I think know the get- problem ends up being is that if we don't speed round this, this is going to be our whole episode. Yeah, but we could, we could do speed. We could do it fast. Yeah. Let's, let's do it fast. I, 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 again, because I don't like leaving people out, I'm going to do all the questions. I'm going to do the Facebook all, all at once. I'm going to do them all at once. All right. Yeah. But see, I, I have to kind of look at what you wrote down here and then go actually on the Facebook page and actually it's, look at what it's people all the same. It's all the same stuff. I, I, there was a couple duplicates. You left Shannon pictures. out though. Which one? No, was she's, that? uh, oh, she's there, no, out. there it is. That's yeah, just, there, there we go. Did, who, so who'd you actually leave out then? Um, there was a, there was somebody. The Canada asked, one? How dare you? The Canada one? <laughs> Disrespectful. The I left the Canada one out, yeah. <laughs> it's fine, wow. Trevor. It's fine. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So. I mean, I, the, listen, I feel like the answer to the Canada one is, I don't know. <laughs> so, I, I, I can give you the, my short answer on that is that every theme park we have up here, um, they don't run year round. Because uh, it gets too darn cold. So, so your actual operating times, unless they do an indoor park, are very limited. And people will say, Oh, well, what about in, you know, I know Toronto area, there's like Canada's Wonderland and stuff, but they still have the same issues. There's it, like, there's a reason that those parks aren't doing very well. So I don't see them doing a Canada Disney park unless it's indoors. There we go. So we don't have to answer That's that. That's a legit question. answer. That, that was actually a really good answer. <laughs> yeah, and so you would have left it off. There's a reason why Disney World's in Florida is because you have year-round good weather, so exactly. it makes sense. I, I think the only one that, that also the opinions on the new opening attractions, that's just going to be something we go over, I think, regularly each episode. I don't think that is a question we can answer here. And then this, we have discussed walking before, but I will say that Tom had a darn good answer on one of the other Facebook groups. I oh. saw that you you I saw that you kind of answered somebody about walking reservations and about um oh yeah about having maybe a price attached to it well so yeah so somebody you know there's a lot of talk of like you know walking reservations and and listen walking reservations is a long conversation and and we and we've had this before so go search (laughs) the old episode yeah go search and we talked about it before but i i tend to think that this is not that big of a thing that's actually happening but i you know i I think if it was it depends on what time you're going though see i I think that's where it becomes a dilemma so you know if you're not going at a high profile time i don't think it's as big of a problem and i think that sometimes it's easy to just go like oh i can't get my reservation so obviously it's because people are walking you know as as opposed to i'm going during a busy time or i'm trying to get a room that there isn't a lot of you know or something like that but i you know somebody suggested okay well maybe you have two uh changes to your room reservation 
And then after that, they start charging you a fee of 10 or 20 or $30. And for me, as somebody that doesn't walk reservations, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like being punished because other people are taking advantage of the system. In my mind, I want but the how flexibility. Does that, you but, know? but again, if you, if you're using the flexibility, then at the end of the day, you're kind of walking the reservation, well, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. But I mean, my plans have, I, I've had trips before where my plans have changed three or four times out of my control. You know, people in my party have had to change plans and we've had to change but, our reservation. And I, I don't necessarily sure, want to but, be penalized for that, I guess. But that's exactly what walking a reservation is. So, so you're not doing it on purpose. But you're still walking a reservation, right? Well, and I think no, I mean I've had it where I've had to change whole weeks before. Like so, you know, walking you're doing it day by day, you know. Yeah, I mean I guess so. I mean, the, you know, by the letter of the law, I, I don't necessarily mind that solution of you know you get X amount of you know changes and then because you know as people were saying, I mean, it's still a trip. You still got to plan it, so plan it, right? And if something comes up extenuating, I think Disney has always done a great job at mitigating extenuating circumstances for people. And I, I think that would be, you know, something that they could handle. Like it doesn't really bother me either, but yeah. like, cause I, I don't seem to run into that. And again, maybe it's the times that I'm planning. I'm, you know, I've been pretty lucky. So again, it doesn't necessarily impact me, but I still think that, you know, for the people that it does impact that, you know, Disney doing something might be helpful. Well, I just wonder how prevalent it is. I, I mean, I, I would bet you if you took like a poll of, DVC members that like 90% of them have no idea what walking a reservation is. That know? doesn't mean it doesn't impact them. It just no, means no, they don't no, know. No, you're right. But I'm just saying, I, I don't know how many people are actually doing this. And I mean, I'm sure Disney knows how many people are actually doing it. I'm sure they can, they can surmise how much that's happening. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I just think if it were like a major problem that they would try to do something about it. But here is the thing. They start charging a fee for it. Then you're going to get the Disney greed arguments, right? They're like, oh, they're just wanting to make more money. And, you know, and I guess so. I'm a member. I pay all these dues. Uh, you know, you'd also get that. That's true. So I think that based on these questions, I think I have to leave the first one alone because that's its own discussion. Um in general, right? Having the, the Riviera impressions and the Skyliner going down. I think we should all discuss that together, but going through the rest of them, ranking the parks today, a year from now, three years from now, gosh, that's, that's, that's darn tough. You know, they say six U.S. parks. I'm going to leave Disneyland out because I've never been, right? So for me, that's difficult to say anything about them. But in general, I'm an Epcot person. I was an Epcot person before. I was an Epcot person, you know, today. I'm probably going to be an Epcot person a year from now, too. And I'll probably be an Epcot person three years from now. So that one for me is, is while it could be perceived as difficult, I enjoy Epcot enough that that's my favorite place. I'm a big food person. I do like attractions, but I'm a huge food person. And where else are you going where you can get food from all those different countries in one place? Nowhere. So that's a win for me. Yep. Um, Tables of Wonderland. I've kind of gone back and forth. I've never used it, honestly. So I, I can't say I would use it again because I, I don't do the meal plan and I don't necessarily know from day to day how we're going to eat. And it's never with my kids, it's never the same. Like we could spend $250 one day and then a hundred dollars the next day. It just, it's so off kilter that I, I, I just don't do it based on that. Obviously my thoughts on the Disneyland DVC property. I, I, and I'm listen, whether I like it or not, I, I mean, I'm going to go there at some point, but I'm never going to go there enough for it to be a problem for me. I would always make that a cash trip regardless. So it doesn't, you know, really impact me again. Favorite resort and what resorts once were your favorites, but due to family growth, <laughs> you know, 
I love the Saratoga closet. I'm going to be disappointed when the Saratoga closet <laughs> is, is actually done. So favorite resorts, you know, I don't necessarily have a favorite resort. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, it doesn't really matter where we go. You know, normally we go to Animal Kingdom because our friends travel there and that's where their main resort is. But this time we, you know, we're at Saratoga and they were at Animal Kingdom. It's not like I was teary eyed about it. It doesn't necessarily bother me where we stay. Each resort is unique in and of its own self. And I think as my kids get older, we're going to end up with a I don't even want to say two bedroom because it's going to be horrible. But, you know, I think that as my daughter does get a little, again, she took the closet at Saratoga. She's getting a little too big for that. So we're going to have to stay at places that are a five person, one bedroom. So that would be as, you know, due to family growth. Once you have that fifth one, my daughter's currently nine and she still stayed in the closet, almost 10. I, I think we're getting to the point where that will be an issue. And then because, you know, I have two boys and a girl, it's it's going to be interesting how we kind of split that up in general, but anything with five right now is higher than than before. Let's put it that way. Favorite restaurants? I mean, I think we've gone over this. So, quick service. I mean, is, is Morimoto's outside quick service? I'm gonna say yes, right? Like it's still. I think you could call that quick service. Yeah. Yeah, and and one table service. I I don't, I don't really care about table service to be honest with you, like. It doesn't really matter to me. I'd rather, I had a, I had more fun eating around during the holiday food festival. And, you know, every time there's, there's a food festival at Epcot than I necessarily do by sitting down. I mean, Chef Arts, we went to again. It's just okay for me. Um, I don't think that it's a favorite restaurant of mine. And I'm trying to think I, there's nothing that really screams out favorite to me. So table service is kind of, you know, whatever. So I think I've answered everyone's though. I think that was kind of all the questions I we think were you got them all except for the first one. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk the first one. Yeah. I don't think we can talk separately about the first one because it's <laughs> yeah. a whole discussion. Yeah. Do you want to, Trevor, you want to do yours? No. Yeah. Go, you go, you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, rankings for all six of the parks. Uh, okay. So I am, I'm a Magic Kingdom fan. I will always be a Magic Kingdom fan. Uh, Magic Kingdom and Disneyland are interchangeable to me, even though I know that there's different attractions in both of them. They're both like whether I'm, if I'm staying East Coast or West Coast, that's always my first priority is those two parks. Um, second to that. Right now, I would say it's Epcot. We'll see. I, I think when, because of all the things going on in Epcot and all the new stuff, it will continue to stay there. And then third and fourth place are split between Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. And it used to be Animal Kingdom was my third, but Hollywood Studios is slowly creeping up. And that's because Hollywood Studios actually has more to do there now. But, um, yeah, that, that's kind of how I, I lay it out. And then, um, again, I, I guess Hollywood Studios is equivalent to California Adventure. Actually, sorry, I shouldn't say that. It's not equivalent. I would put California Adventure above Hollywood Studios because, um, Cars Land is, is pretty amazing. And with the, uh, with the coming up, um, Marvel or the Avenger, uh, campus, um, I think it, that may even creep up into possibly third place for me. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's kind of, that's kind of a weird one because I, like I said, I do kind of, I, I, I do kind of parallel the, uh, the East and West coast parks that like, I, I know they're different parks, but I kind of treat two of them the same. 
Um, Tables in Wonderland, I, every time I've looked into it, the, the biggest problem with Tables in Wonderland is that, uh, it does require you doing a lot of, of sit or, or like dining reservation type stuff. And, uh, yeah, kind of the same thing as Damon's family. We don't, we don't do a lot of dining reservations. Like we usually do two or three a trip. So Tables in Wonderland is never worth it to me. Um, and, and I think it really, that's also because of the size of my family as well. We, we don't have a large family, so it's never been something that, uh, every time I've done the math, it's just easier to pay out of pocket. Um, thoughts on a Disneyland DVC property. I am keeping a very close eye on this one because, uh, I want there to be more DVC in California because right now it's pretty much impossible for me to stay there via DVC and I'm close enough to the West coast that I could go back and forth between Florida and California. So hopefully that comes to, to be a reality and it's something that I could utilize. So, um, yeah, I, I want to see it happen. Um, favorite, uh, current favorite resort and what resorts were once your favorite, but due to family growth are no longer on the top of your list. So, well, okay. Polly's our favorite. End of story. <laughs> Always yeah, has been. Anybody I, that listens to this yeah. show probably knows that. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was going to talk about like we have stayed at the Grand Californian, but not as DVC, but I, I like the Grand Californian, but there, there's a reason that the Polly is our home. And I've got again, our trip booked there. Every time I've talked to my wife about saying somewhere else, she's like, why would we want you? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And then, um, favorite, favorite restaurants or so table service, quick service, and then, um, resort restaurants. So our favorite quick service is Pecos Bills in Magic Kingdom. I just, I don't know, we stop there every time and it like, it doesn't matter when, when we're walking around the park, like we will be in Tomorrowland and we will somehow end up over at Pecos Bills to eat dinner. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know you how just it, end up there. You just, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it's not deliberate. Like we won't like stop what we're doing and walk across the park to go and eat there, but it's like, it always works out that by the time we're hungry, we're always near there and we always eat there. And yeah, the, the tacos and everything are just really good. And it's, yeah, it, it's a favorite for us. Favorite table service is, uh, that would be Garden Grill in Epcot. Um, we just, we think it's a really good meal and we like the character interactions and we like the, you know, you kind of get a, 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 that, view of the land as the, the restaurant rotates. So that that's, that's been a favorite for us for a while. And then favorite in the resorts, um, after our last trip, the, uh, storybook dining in wilderness lodge was pretty fantastic. So that's been, that's been my favorite one so far for resort dining. All right. Yep. It's good. It's good. It's good list of, uh, list of things there. So, I'll do mine quick just so we can, uh, you know, move on to this Riviera discussion. But, um, so as far as ranking the parks, I'm not going to rank all of them. I'm going to say, cause I, I haven't been to Disneyland, so I can't really comment on Disneyland, but, um, I will say, um, I go Animal Kingdom first, which is, I know, different from you guys. Animal Kingdom is my favorite. Um, I will go Epcot second, uh, followed by Magic Kingdom, uh, and then Hollywood Studios at the end. Now it, it's really all like, it's like one A, one B, one C, one D. I love all of the parks. 
Um, I, I don't have a park. You know, I sometimes I see people post on Facebook like, oh, we're taking a Disney trip. We're not going to go to Epcot this time. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to go to Epcot? Like that, like blows my mind when people do that. I'm like, you should go to all the parks when you're That's there. what our friends did this time. They decided. It's crazy to me. They did single park, not park hopper, and it didn't go to Epcot, and then it burned them because of the holiday food. Exactly. They missed out, right? I don't want to miss out on anything. And it's not even like a fear of missing out. I just want to go to all the parks. So. Um, yeah, and I would say that that's probably going to stay consistent. I mean, I don't know. Hollywood Studios will probably creep up in the list with some of the additions they're making. Um, you know, I got to ride Rise of the Resistance and see how much that, how cool that is. And, you know, that might bring Hollywood Studios up a little bit, but I do love Hollywood Studios. So, um, Tables in Wonderland, I've never seen a, a need for it. If I live locally, I'd probably do it. Uh, if I live close by and like maybe wanted to go to dinner, you know, Disney Springs or somewhere, but I, I just don't, you know, with having pass holder discount and DVC discount, it's like, it feels like I don't need it. And I, it's funny because I see some people that have an issue with the 18% tip thing and it's like, I don't know. I feel like I already tipped that anyway. So like the required 18% tip is, doesn't bother me, but, um, you know, I don't know. I, I've just never been a fan of that. I, I'm sure it works for a lot of people. It's just not something that is interests me at all. Um, Disneyland DVC property. I think it's great. I, I would like to go to Disneyland and, you know, I've been fretting that I'm never going to be able to be on DVC because there's, you know, so few DVC rooms there. So I think it's great. I, you know, I hope it comes to fruition. Um, current favorite resort and what resort were once your favorite? Um, I, so I, this is, I, mine hasn't changed. My favorite resort has always been, uh, Wilderness Lodge. Uh, call it Boulder Ridge if you want. Call it Copper Creek if you want. Wilderness Lodge is our favorite resort. So, uh, you know, either one of those places is, is fine with me. As long as it's in the lodge, we're cool. I would say number two would be Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, those are probably our two favorites. Now, uh, you may note if you listen to the show, I do not own at, um, at Wilderness Lodge at this time. That's because my next contract will be resale and I don't want to buy Boulder Ridge resale is not the way to go. I want to buy a, I will buy a Copper Creek resale at some point. So I will own there at some point. I just don't know. Um, and then uh, for restaurants, I'm a big restaurant person. We always do a lot of reservations when we go. So, uh, I'm going to give you a couple different things here. I'm going to go fun, fun table service and uh, fancy table service. Uh, and so my favorite fancy table service is Le Cellier. Let's go sit. We'll call it signature because that's what Disney calls it. Le Cellier is our favorite. My wife and I have a special place in our hearts for that restaurant. We've always gone to romantic dinners there. And that's just a restaurant that we've always gone to at Disney. And then as far as fun one goes, um, I would say, uh, it's kind of a tie between sci-fi, uh, dine-in and, um, whispering Canyon. Um, so I would probably use whispering Canyon as my favorite resort um, restaurant. That one is, uh, you know, super fun and, you know, the food's good and, and it's, you know, a fun atmosphere. And then as far as quick service goes, I, you know, this is, this is a tough one, but I, I think, uh, Flame Tree Barbecue is probably, um, our favorite quick service. So uh, that's one we stop at quite often when we're at Disney, uh, when we're at Animal Kingdom. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's my, that's mine. I, I think, uh, I think we covered all those and let's, let's talk about Riviera yeah. now. Well, 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 the first thing I will say is that I actually did enjoy doing it this way. Yeah. Rather than email. So sure. again, I don't, I don't necessarily know that we're going to do that every time. And again, I would love to transition that over to our group rather than the Facebook page, but I think we'll keep it at the page for a while, but you know, expect that to happen every few episodes. And, um, I think it was nice to kind of do. 
No, I agree. I, I like I like doing I like doing listener questions. And truthfully, since the Facebook group started, we don't get nearly as many emails as we used to, which is kind of be nice. Better because, for us, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier to answer stuff on Facebook than email. So, and yeah, it also great. opens it up for discussion too, because I, we do like you know reading. We do like seeing the back and forth between you guys as well. I, I, we learned I, stuff I, too. Yeah. I think. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely learned stuff. So, so this is an interesting one. So, Jeremy wanted to know. Jeremy, top fan, right? We have to top fan of. Uh, He's got the top fan badge. He's top fan badge. Yep. So, I would say that he was asking for the Riviera impressions, the overall impressions of the resort and the rooms, which is is tough. And then, you know, because again, we've not stayed there yet, the transportation options. And then this is where I think it kind of gets interesting, right? He wants to talk about what happens when the Skyliner goes down and then the pop century buses that are going once an hour because of the Skyliner. I, I think that's where the discussion kind of sits. I mean, we've already talked about what we feel like our impressions would be over at the Riviera. And without anyone staying there, I don't necessarily think we need to beat that one into the ground anymore. But the Skyliner opened up... um it opened up a very interesting discussion, I think, not only in our groups, but in other groups as well. And my opinion, you know, this this is definitely a rabbit hole sort of discussion here because, you know, what happens when the Skyliners go down and then this kind of turned into, um, you know, a bus situation? Because, again, what happens when the Skyliners go down? I mean, my guess is, and I think, Tom, you said this as well, and I'm sure Trevor thinks the same, that they're just going to add more buses, right? If the Skyliner goes down, it's not hard to add more buses. I, I think where this takes an interesting turn is for people that just don't want to ride the Skyliner. And, and, you know, our friend, when we were going there, was adamant that she was not going to ride the Skyliner. It was not something that definitely impacted where we were staying, right? They were at Animal Kingdom, but, you know, she ended up riding and it was fine. And I understand the people that are not going to want to ride it. That That is understandable. And that's why there are still buses. It's not that they're fully removed. I don't think the buses will ever be fully removed, is my guess. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, there's still... You know, the, the minivans, like the whole point of having multiple options is for people that maybe don't like an option or are unable to take an option for whatever that reason may be. And yes, it does, you know, bring a cost to it. But if that's something that you need to do for yourself, then you just need to factor in that cost. I, I don't know how else to kind of to put it. And, you know, there's also then kind of started a discussion about, well, you know, pop century, if the buses are only going once an hour and you're on a Skyliner and you're using, you know, an ECV and, and this, that, and the other thing. Look, I, I get it. My mom's disabled. We have to use an ECV every time. So every time we go with them, we use it. It is what it is. At the end of the day, like you, you, <laughs> These people are in ECV and it doesn't matter why, you know, you don't know why. And again, I kind of think I talked about this my last trip as well. You don't know why people are in them, no matter what they look like or, you know, how they feel or whatever it is that it, it doesn't matter. This is just, this is life and it's about being a human being. And if that means you have to wait, then you have to wait. And yes, it is possible that someone comes with an ECV if, you know, that second the bus comes up and you've been waiting online and you miss that bus, but you could miss that bus because the person in front of you had five more people. Uh, that to me is, you know, irrelevant. Trust me. If those people are in an ECV, you know, it, you can, you can wait for the next bus. It stinks and it is what it is. So th that's kind of my take on that as it goes that way, but I enjoyed the Skyliner. So that's, that's my kind of part on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so 
I, I guess the first thing that the overall impression of Riviera, um, I'm interested in it. Uh, again, like I said, you know, talking with my wife about it, she still says, you know, why are we not staying at the poly? So I don't see us staying there anytime soon, but I do again, watching the resort room tours and everything. I, I like the overall design of the resort. And I think once Epcot and Hollywood studios are really in full swing after all of their upgrades and everything, it's going to be a very high demand resort because of the fact that it's pretty much right in between the two of them. And it's got its own Skyliner station, which is huge. Exactly. And, um, so yeah, as far as what happens when the Skyliner goes down, um, we stayed at Caribbean beach, which is pretty much like it's the same area. It was like, that was when it was all buses. You, so kind of like you guys said, you end up taking, there's more buses. You get on a bus, you go to Epcot or you go to Hollywood Studios. Even, um, the one day when we were staying at, uh, on our last trip, the monorail was down. So, so the same question can be asked to what happens when the monorail goes down. The answer is there is a whole bunch of buses. And then your decision is, do you, you know, go wait for the bus and, you know, deal with the fact that there's going to be a longer wait time because, you know, the, the bus is not nearly as efficient as a Skyliner or a monorail. So, you know, you deal with that. Or in our case, you know, the bus happened to be down. We looked at it and we said, mm, no, I'm not waiting for the bus. I'm going to call an Uber. And so we took an Uber to the park we wanted to go to and that was it. So I, I mean, yeah, kind of like you were saying, Damon, at the end of the day, it's a matter of, you know, th there's always going to be interruptions to service. And when it comes to, you know, do you wait for a bus or do you pay extra for a minivan or an Uber or whatever? Um, you have two resources that you're available at your disposal, time and money. You have to decide which one you want to use more. And that's really the way that I look at it is, you know, do I want to wait or do I want to, you know, spend a bit of money to get there faster? It's, I, I don't yeah. make it more complicated than that. <laughs> that makes, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, the point I was trying to make on the group and I, I, I've seen this, the, the whole pop century thing posted in a bunch of groups, right? That, so basically if you don't know about this and, and by the way, I don't think this change is affecting the Riviera. If that news hasn't broken yet, I don't know, but I, you know, it's different because at Riviera, we as members pay for those buses. So I, it, it's a little different. Um, but you know, so basically go ahead, Trevor, were you going to say something? I was going to say, but the, the only difference is, is that, uh, those are, well, actually, yeah, cause those buses are really only going to Hollywood studios and, um, and Epcot or no, sorry. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, the thing is that Riviera, there's no precedent for it. It's not that yeah. before there was, you know, a bunch of buses available. It's kind of Riviera is like a new resort. So everybody just assumed the Skyliner. So they're, Exactly. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, I, 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 I listen. I understand why people don't want to ride the Skylander too. I'm not a huge fan of heights. I and from the outside they look super small, but when you go in them, they're not small. They're pretty spacious, and you don't really feel cramped in them. Um, but I get why people wouldn't want to ride them. I, I, I totally understand that. And, and that's why the buses still exist. And, and, you know, I, I, I kind of thought they might get rid of the buses altogether because, you know, if you stay at, if you stay at one of the monorail resorts, the buses are less frequent at the monorail resorts to go to Magic Kingdom or, you know, so if you're afraid of the monorail, it's the same conundrum, right? And, and truthfully, there's parts of the monorail, if you're, you know, right when you come out of the, out of, uh, it's the contemporary, yeah. it's, it's high. Yeah. I, I would say it's probably higher than the Skyliner in certain parts, right? Yeah. So, 
So that might freak people out too. So I, it's the same scenario in my mind. But with the interesting conversation, I think here is that they change it. They change the sign where they say buses will only come once every hour. Here's the thing. Okay. That's, uh, you know, more, uh, I don't even, I wouldn't even call that a policy change. I would call it an expectations change. And so what I mean by that is them telling you now that the buses come every 20 minutes. The buses don't come every 20 minutes. We all know that. Sometimes they come twice every 20 minutes. Sometimes they come every, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Buses are demand based. They base them completely on demand. Uh, it, it, the, the, that's more of like a, Hey, here's the expectation that the bus will be here at a maximum every 20 minutes. And I think that's the same thing we're talking about here, right? The bus is going to be there at a maximum every hour. But if there's a huge line of people there, it, you know, Hollywood Studios or Epcot is not that far away. They can redirect a bus to go pick people up. I don't think it's a, you know, hard and soft, you know, hard, hard and fast rule where they're going to be like, you know, oh, well, you know, another bus has been there within 40 minutes. I don't necessarily believe that they monitor like that. I, I would well, like they to do in the think mornings, that they, they do. have the person standing there. They do. But that's not all the time, I, I, though. No, that's and, not all the time. And yeah. even when that person is standing there, I don't necessarily think that's their job. <laughs> I mean, I, no, I don't no, think that their job is, but no, I, I don't think that they're personally, I don't think that they're demand based from the moment. So I think that they're demand based from like, Hey, it's going to be an early morning opening at this place. We should do X amount of buses. I don't think that somebody's going, Oh my goodness. There's so many people here. I, I think they make you think that. But I don't necessarily think that happens. I see buses redirected all the time, though. I mean, and you, you see some of those buses, too, that are pulling into the station that don't have a resort yet. And a lot of times it's because they're they're figuring out where to send it next, right? So I don't believe that, but okay. I'll let you go with that, but I don't I mean, I've that. seen that. You've never seen a bus get redirected? I've been on a bus that's been redirected. Um, Yeah, I, I don't believe it. I think that there's – I don't think that they're instantaneously – based on the amount of people sitting at a bus stop. Because if that was the case, I'd never have to sit there for 40 minutes. Well, but also think about it this way. So like, you know, a huge group of people line up and then they redirect a bus. Well, maybe that bus is 20 minutes away, you know, or 25 minutes away. So they might be 40 minutes away bus. though. But I mean, it's possible. Yeah. See, again, this is, that's why I don't believe it, but okay. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible. Whatever you but, want, Tom. <laughs> no, but they do. I mean, it is, it is demand based. I, I've talked to, I've talked to some of these, uh, bus people before sure. and they, they do redirect buses all the time. So again, sure. Uh, <laughs> you I'll, let you, believe, I'll let you, you go. Just don't believe that. that. Um, again, I believe that they're demand based at a certain level, but I don't think that they're demand based as that person standing there going, Oh my goodness, there's 50 people. Because if that was the case, then we wouldn't run into as many people complaining about the buses as we do, right? So when I go and I'm trying to leave, let's say, I don't know, whatever it is, and it's, you know, five o'clock, so the park's not even shut down, and there's three bus line at a place, and then our bus doesn't come for 40 minutes, to me, that's not, then that's not the case, right? They're not redirecting buses based on anything. I think that there's a schedule, and maybe they redirect previously but i don't think it's something that they're looking at at a you know level that oh i see x amount of people in line let's get some buses over there that's not what i think happens but i also think it's not always based on okay so like if you're if there's a bus pulling up and there's a 50 person line and then it goes to the, uh, okay. to the line so, that has uh, three people sometimes that's because they're you know it's right, the destination so, is more important than where they're picking up from sure Meaning, right, so i'll give you this then so if I'm standing at Animal Kingdom, which I was, and there's three busloads of people for Animal Kingdom, but there's Grand Floridian who just picked up 
And now it's picking up again 10 minutes later with four people online and then picks up a third time with only 10 people online while there's still three full busloads of people waiting to go back to, let's say, Saratoga. That's what, to me, doesn't make sense if it was really based on redirecting buses. But That's what, just I, what I'm saying is sometimes it's about the destination. So what if the the reason why that just happened is because they have a huge line of people at Grand Floridian that they're picking up. They're sending buses to Grand, Grand Floridian to pick more people up. That's what my point is. That's to take what, them back to the park? Yeah, yeah. To take it back sure, to whatever sure, park okay. that they picked them up at. Yeah. Sure. So if they were coming back to the same park and no one gets off the bus, but only people get on, right? Yeah, that's that, what I'm saying. That, they're sending an empty bus to Grand Floridian or, you know, whatever. I don't believe it, so I'll just let it go at that. But if it were on a schedule, then you wouldn't have that situation where they just they have three buses in a row from for Grand, Grand Floridian. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that the whole bus system is just jacked in general. And I think that if it worked the way that you're saying, where there was somebody there that was monitoring, right? Because how many times does a bus pull up and there's no name on it, and then it still goes to some place that has like four people when there's a line of three bus full of, you know what I mean? Like we were yeah. at Disney Springs and we had to wait at Disney Springs for literally four buses of something else. And the lady was there going, yeah, I know there's a lot of people here. I know that there's like three bus loads of people that need to go back to Saratoga. Okay, so redirect the bus. Right. Because that's how it should work. That's sure. what you're saying. But it didn't. But, and we were there for over an hour. Yeah. I'm just saying in, in that scenario, okay, if, if the, if that bus is pulling up, it doesn't have a resort yet. It might not be based on the line of where they're picking up from. It could be based on the line at the resort that, that it's going to go to. But if they're going to Disney Springs and no one's getting off, how does that work? I, I, I don't know all the logistics of it. I'm just saying they're trying to send more, maybe more buses to that particular resort, regardless of who they're I don't believe up. it. They I want to send buses to go to those other resorts. I don't know. Yeah. That's just the only way it makes sense. You also got to remember that, uh, Disney Springs is a hub too, where, uh, the, um, so that's where all the bus drivers start. Yep. So, so I've had it happen multiple places. That's all I'm saying. Oh no! I mean, listen—that's a common thing to see where there's, you know, they pick up three people well, and then there's a huge. Well, that's what I'm saying. Else. Since it's so common, and again, that's what people do complain about so often. I, I just think the oh, logistics yeah. would work better. And and here here's the kicker part. So when we were at Disney Springs, and Trevor, I'll give you that it's a hub, and we said something to the lady, another person came over and said, "Oh, well, they're trying something new out tonight." And then somebody in line lost it, and they're like, "So they're trying something new out the day before Thanksgiving, when this place is probably the busiest." Like, mm. I think sometimes we get snowballed into answers from the bus people an, an awful lot. Well, and then, and then I witnessed not only that, but then what happened was, is when the guy got off the bus, you know how they have to do the inspections when they, you know, go between bus drivers, the two bus drivers started arguing with each other and almost came to blows. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy. So I anyway. You know, I, no, I get what you're saying. We're an hour in, and gosh, we haven't no. talked about much. I'm sorry. I'm going to just be no, quiet yeah. about the buses. I just don't no. believe you, Tom. That's all. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's easy to look at it and go, why are they picking up three people? But I, I, I think it's more about the destination that the bus is going to, the people that are there, as opposed people to people should be getting off, right? That's the whole point. So forget about yeah, Disney sure. Springs. So if Animal Kingdom, a bus pulls up, and but it might nobody not come gets from off. that other resort. That's what I'm saying. It could have come from somewhere else. So you're saying that they're taking a bus from a different resort. Coming, going to somewhere else, then coming to Animal Kingdom to pick up Grand Floridian people, right? Yeah. So, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So then if that's the case, why are they doing it three times when there's nobody at Animal Kingdom, right? Because they could then just as easily take that bus that was going somewhere else first, and if it's coming to Animal Kingdom anyway, pick up the people that 
haven't gotten a bus in 40 minutes that there's three busloads of people for. That's where that's see that's where I'm having a problem with it. I get what you're saying, but yeah. don't pull up to Animal Kingdom and forget about where you were first. That doesn't matter. But don't pull up to Animal Kingdom and pick up three people when there is three busloads going to somewhere else. That's all I'm saying. And listen, I'm not saying that they're great at it. <laughs> Tom is but, secretly going to be a bus driver later. He just doesn't want the hate. That's I really don't want to do. Yeah, I'd rather drive a boat or a monorail personally. But uh. <laughs> I would also realize too that uh, so you know your your point about you know they're picking up at Animal Kingdom and then going to Grand Floridian. They're not necessarily coming back to Animal Kingdom. Like like we think about it the same as like bus routes in your city. And, and I'm okay with that. And that's de- definitely not the point that I'm arguing. All I'm saying is that if that happens once and the person that's working at Animal Kingdom sees there's nobody in line yeah. at Animal Kingdom. Don't send another two buses. That's what I'm saying. I think that the management at that level, and maybe it's impossible to do, right? I get there's you can't make There's just too many buses, happy. too many places. And, and look, yeah, that's, I, I wasn't yeah. complaining to people there. I'm Again, I take it as it is what it is, right? Like, I'm not arguing that. There's people that were arguing. I'm not arguing because it is what it is. And arguing isn't going to get a bus there any faster. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. All I'm saying is that the person that's there, if that's how it was supposed to be managed, which we don't know because we're not at Disney, then I think that could be run a little bit more efficiently in terms of um, getting people back from the parks. So this may incite a lot of hate. Or well, I don't know if it'll incite hate or whatever, but um, I know some people don't necessarily like magic bands, or well, at least people that I've talked to have voiced that they think magic bands are a little too overbearing because they they track everything. But if they were actually tracking magic bands at these bus stops, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, th- think about how quickly they could like before you know you even realize it. They're already going. Oh yeah, we see. There's 50 people standing there. You know, let's let's readjust. I'm saying that that's that person's job. I mean, I don't. They could be though. I mean, we we don't even know. They could be. (laughs) I I agree with Damon. I I don't think that that person there. I I think that person there is ensuring that buses are running for. (laughs) You know what I think that person is there for to stop fisticuffs. That's all I think. (laughs) Somebody yell at. It's somebody yell at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I. I, You're right. Is I I think there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes we don't know. But uh, I'm just saying, I've I would love to have a bus driver on. If if anybody's a bus driver, please, we would love to talk to. I've seen one of those people call on the radio or on the phone and say that they needed a bus. So I'm just saying, I've seen. And and did that bus show up? (laughs) I I mean, I don't. I think it wasn't my bus, but it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, I've seen them do it before. But you know that uh, one day at Disney show that they're running right now. We need one of like not of the bus drivers, but of somebody who manages the one of bus the managers. Yeah. yeah, like the, the one that's been putting up the decorations one, but for buses. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. Awesome. We want to see the logistics. I would of watch buses. the heck out of that. Yeah. Oh, totally. I would definitely I would watch do. the heck out of that. Listen, I'm sure that they could do better, but I, you know, I, I don't. I just, I just can't. Imagine. And I don't complain when I'm there. I just want to make sure that everyone understands that I do not complain when I'm there. I do think they keep track of ridership, though. I do. I, I don't believe that they just let people get on and off buses. That they don't keep any track of how many people are getting on and off those buses. Oh, that's what the tickers are for when they when you're getting on. The bus driver has a ticker where he keeps track of people that have gotten on. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Like they keep track of these things, and I that's, I, that's I, an after the fact thing, though, Tom. That, that's not yeah. no, that's fine, preemptive. I'm, I'm I'm saying I don't think that they made this change at, at Pop like just you know willy nilly. Oh, that's what think, we were talking about. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I don't think, I, I think they probably made it based on ridership and that they're probably not, uh, you know, it's probably decreased a ton due to the sky. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, and because it's just so much more convenient, you don't have to wait. For, I mean, you don't have to wait at all and it takes minutes. I mean, it's so much better. Mm. So you don't have to fight over a seat. You know, you don't have to stand up there and deal with, uh, you know, uh, people in your personal space. I mean, it's great. Right. So I would think that more people would take the Skylander, but I understand why people don't. But at the same time, it's again, it's this, the same thing. Like, so if I were afraid of the monorail, I'm not going to stay at a monorail resort. I'm going to go somewhere else. There's just, you know, I just take a mini lift or a mini, yeah, or do that, like, you know, like you just, factor it into your vacation. Look, no one's going to Disney for $500. So you might as well just factor in a few. We you know, ended up using the minivan three times on our last trip and it wasn't planned. It just worked out that it? we were like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pay for a minivan. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's, I don't think Disney wants anybody yelling at, like, waiting for a bus for two hours and then yelling at the people. Like, I don't, I just don't envision a scenario where that's going to happen. But I mean, it might. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I just, I just feel like Disney is a little bit Maybe there's like than a, that. Di- a Disney villain that, like, runs the bus thing like the monkey did from Toy Story <laughs> and just laughs at everybody. That's, that's <laughs> who's actually running the buses. He just oh, you know what monkey. I can do to make everyone really mad? You see all those people waiting for the bus? I'm going to send, I'm going to send three buses to the place that has nobody waiting. <laughs> Let's see what that does. <laughs> that, I mean, I feel like we could do a whole episode on just that. I, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think though back to the pop century thing, the short answer is, is it's the 80 20 rule. Because, yeah, it's, you know, what, what you're seeing is, you know, there, there's the, a minority of people that don't want to use the Skyliner. And again, I'm not discounting their concerns. It's totally valid, but the vast majority of people are using the Skyliners now. So Disney sees that and they go, well, we don't need buses going as frequently anymore because these two parks from this resort are now being serviced by the Skyliner. And, and truthfully taking buses away from those, you know, I, whenever they could do that, the, it makes the whole system more efficient, right? And there's more buses available, right? Yeah, so, so, so theoretically, you know, for, for everybody else, you, maybe we won't see as many of the, you know, three grand Floridian buses going by before Damon gets his bus. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be two. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it won't be too. <laughs> I get, listen, Damon, I get your point here because I, I, I've seen, you know, there's nothing worse than when you're tired and you just want to go home and you're just standing there and watching uh, buses you, go by. Like, yeah, the bus roulette <laughs> thing that's going on where you're st- standing there and there's like, oh, there's no, I would up be yet. okay with, with two buses going by, right? Like at the end of the day. Yeah. Like that would be fine. It's the third one. <laughs> it's, it's the third one that is really a problem. Right. Like that's where it becomes an issue. The funny thing is I want to stay at Riviera just because they have their own Skyliner station. That's the funny thing in this. I, I am all in on staying at Riviera specifically for that reason. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we, we've killed this. So I I snuck something in there that before we do that, can we do our ads since we're like halfway? Oh my God. But we're not even halfway through the, the episode though. We're, I mean, we're an hour in here. I mean, we got to, you know. Gosh, this might be a three-hour episode. <laughs> sure, you go ahead. Sneak that ad in all right, there. All right. Are you a frequent Disney visitor and want to save hundreds or even thousands on your next Disney trip? The DVC Rental Store wants to help you book your dream vacation for less. DVC members, great news for you, too. Want to rent your points out for some quick cash? DVC Rental Store wants to work with you, and they're currently renting out points at a record pace. 
For years, the DVC Rental Store has been helping guests stay at Disney Deluxe Resorts for an affordable price, while also paying members the highest price for their points. If you want to learn more, you need to go to DVCRentalStore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 1-855-382-7368. Got to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. That's the most important thing that you could possibly do is tell them you heard about them from Welcome Home, that you're renting out your points to them uh, for that, or you're, you're renting points from them because you heard about uh, uh, them on Welcome Home. So again, that's DVCRentalStore.com or 1-855-DVC-RENT. All right. So Damon, you, you snuck a topic on here. I about- did sneak a topic in. So uh, th- there is, well, I knew I should have locked this for editing so you yeah. can, <laughs> Go ahead. it wouldn't matter if whether it was on the topic or not, I was going to talk just about Just bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. so what's interesting is, is I was, um, do you know that there's a second vacation movie with Ed Helms? Oh yeah, I saw that recently. The 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 remake, or well, I guess it's a sequel technically, right? In theory, it's a sequel, right? So this got me thinking, and again, this is something that I think that I've always wanted to do. So we're in the beginning stages of a Wally World vacation that will take us from our home state of North Carolina to Dollywood to Branson to Dallas to Las Vegas to the well to Grand Canyon to Las Vegas to Disneyland and back. Wow. 17 days. Ooh. That's a yeah. heck of a trip. Yeah. So it, it seems like this would be a 2021 and it would obviously, we would not do everything on the way there. We would kind of split it up. So it would be probably, you know, Dollywood on the way there, maybe Dallas and then Grand Canyon on the way back, maybe Las Vegas and Branson. Um, that might be kind of the path, but I'd love to hear from anybody that's done, you know, 88 hours in the car and how it's worked out for them. But this is the, this is just the beginning stages of planning, but it looks like it's definitely going to take all of 17 days because we don't want to do like a, we don't want to do 18 hour drives. We're going to try to keep it, you know, limited in terms of driving and, and you know, where we're going to stay. So that would take me to Disneyland. And, and here's the problem that I'm having is that, you know, if, Avengers and everything is open. Like how many days do I truly need there? Like I'd only be there for two and a half days. Is that enough? Mm, you could pro yeah, you, you could do two and a half days. I don't know if you would necessarily actually, well, because of the fact that you've seen a well, lot I of stuff skip, in magic so, kingdom. So, yes. I would skip everything. That's the same. So, yeah. and things that aren't even like super different, like, like I would skip Space Mountain. I would skip Soren. Space Mountain's skip totally different, though. But it's it's the same ride to me. Like I would be okay with skipping that, in my opinion. But it, but right? it's, like that's okay. Like it's laid out differently. Like the cars are different, and the track is. But okay, yeah. It, it, it's still a ride in the dark that goes X amount of miles per hour. Like I, I would I would nix that. Let's say Soren definitely would not do. Mm-hmm. So I I could definitely skip those. Obviously, I wouldn't need to do. Um, Star Wars, either? Yeah. 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 You can skip Star Wars. Yeah. So does two and a half days still do it? I mean, with new, with new Avengers though. If you're focusing more on California adventure, Mm -hmm. I think so because, um, or well, there's a lot more to do in California adventure, but we, we've always found that we could get through California adventure in about a day, day and a half before all the Avengers stuff. And then we're back at Disneyland. So I think two and a half days would definitely give you 
more than enough of a shot at it. So the question would be is that if we did three and a half days, that would mean we'd be nixing Las Vegas. I don't even know what there is in Las Vegas to do with the kids, to be honest with you. I'd love to gamble, but that's obviously not <laughs> uh, going to be what we do when we're there. I don't even know if Circus Circus is much of a thing anymore, or the Luxor. Yeah. I, or Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we we did the drive years ago. We did the drive from Disneyland to Las Vegas. It's only like three and a half hours. I mean, uh, no, it was closer to five, I think. All right. Well, that's not what Google says, but okay. I'll go, I'll go with you. Well, maybe it was whatever way my, my dad took because it was my dad driving. <laughs> we didn't have Google back then. This was in the 90s. <laughs> he did, did a lot of math. No, they didn't have, they had Atlas no, maps. We, what are yeah, you talking about? My, yeah. dad, my dad had paper maps. So, um, yeah, it was, I, I mean, it's not. Uh, you have, it has four hours on, on Google currently. So let, let's just go with, we'll go with the five hours is fine with a stop. So, yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, so well, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but yeah, the, the, you're right. The the thing is, is I don't know how much there is to do. Uh, well, I guess fountains. St- yeah, I guess there's stuff off the strip to do, but like honestly, even the last time I, I can see the there, pawn, the pawn stars place, right? Yeah, if <laughs> you, you want, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. You could do that. I, I'm just thinking though, even when the in 2021, the Avengers stuff that's opening, it's only like Phase One is opening this year. And it's just going to be like the one ride in the restaurant. I mean, I guess Mission Breakout is already there, right? So that's that. That's technically that's another it. thing. Like, I don't even think I need to see that. I mean, it's Tower of Terror. It's mm, different, though. No, it's it is different. But but different as in what? It's still a ride that goes up and down, right? So the mechanics of the ride, not the story. Well, mechanics of the ride is the same. There's well, the one in- different visuals oh, too, though, because yeah. of the screens and everything you get. Uh, again, so for me, that doesn't necessarily move the meter. I'd be okay with missing that as well. Well, and and the one in Disneyland only goes up and down, right? So the the one in Disney World actually, you know, comes out of the elevator shaft and you know travels. Yep. The one in Disneyland though doesn't just goes up and down. Correct. Ah, oh, so yeah, it's two stories about that. Then. Oh yeah, that's that's a wash. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're going to want to do Cars Land and definitely start here and yeah. But anyway, so we're in the very beginning planning stages of that. I don't know if it will happen, but that's kind of what we're uh, planning. So cool. I need to sneak that in there. No, that sounds cool. I mean, I would love to do something. Like I that. will. I would document the heck out of it too. Trust me. If I, we ended up doing it, we'll document the heck out of that whole trip. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. I, I'm curious to see how this develops. <laughs> Wait, so did you say 88 hours in the car? Did you pull that number like out of thin air or that's the actual number? No, it's somewhere in that range going there and back. Yeah. Because you're talking about 30 something there, well, right? And that's, that's no stops. Yeah. You said you from figure you Dollywood to Dallas. That's pretty long. That's a pretty long drive. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think what you're talking about is you're talking about 88 hours with stops and everything. So not necessarily 88 hours in the car per se, but 88 hours of travel. I think it would be closer to probably, probably close to 80 hours of actually in the car though. Yikes. It's a lot of driving. It is. It definitely is. But it's a good way to see everything. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I, I'm, I, that, I, that sounds really awesome. That's like a trip your kids will remember forever. Oh yeah, they'll probably hate me for it, but that's okay. It won't be interesting. <laughs> they won't forget it. That's for sure. Again, similar things that I did growing up. We went from Calgary to San Francisco and back driving, which um, my parents broke it up. We we didn't travel more than eight hours a day. So, um, 
yeah, that, that was kind of the general rule for us was, you know, they didn't, they didn't push it more than eight hours, which was enough that, you know, we, we were getting a little stir crazy towards the end, but it was still manageable with a car full of three kids. Well, and that's why what I would do at the end, because again, if everyone's mad coming home, <laughs> whatever, right? Like that's life. Yep. But getting there, that's why that Las Vegas one is kind of nice because you stop there and then you're five hours, which is not bad to go to actually to go to Disney. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, it sounds like an awesome trip. I, I think I've talked before on here that my wife and I really want to do like a Vegas and then Disneyland trip, but you know, n- not anytime soon. And then uh, Vegas, Disneyland, Alani, and then back. Um, but you know, I, I don't know when we're going to do that. So probably when my daughter's a little older. What's yeah, that? And I think then we would do 2022 would be our cruise. That would be kind of how we did. So this year would be. You know what we're doing, which already a plan for 2020, 2021, this cross country, 2022 would be a cruise. Nice. Yeah. I, my wife and I've been talking about a cruise, but we feel like my daughter's too young to really enjoy a cruise at this point. So we're going to wait a couple more years, but you know, that's an aside. All right. Well, should we, should we move on here? Should we talk about other things? We have to, cause yeah. there's a lot to talk about. Today. I mean, we're going to have to speed through some of this stuff. So I believe so. <laughs> I don't know how much there is to talk about with the DVC. Or the no. Riviera pricing. Tom wrote an awful lot of stuff, but I think we already know all this stuff, right? Well, so it, the price is rising to uh, the direct price to buy Riviera is going from 188 to 195 per point. Um, and that's happening on January 29th. So, you know, if you need to buy points, probably want to do it before then. Um, but $7 you know, a point, not breaking yeah, the it's bank, not, though. It's not a huge increase. But then they also have, you know, at the same time, they have current incentives for Riviera are discounts of about $10 per point. So, but you got to buy a lot of points, 175 minimum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for smaller point purchases, then yeah, it's not, it's, you know, still a seven point increase. Yeah. $10 point it, increase. Yeah. Again, I, I don't know if I would buy 175 points direct either. I, I don't know where I, I'm sure there's a, a subsection of people that would. But yeah, that, that doesn't really the do The problem anything. is that people that want to go wherever they want to go are the people that want to buy direct. Just the, and that's my personal yeah. feeling too. You know, you guys got grandfathered in, but that is no longer the case. So if you were to buy resale, then you're kind of at the spot where, well, what if super cool Epcot hotel opens? Oh, I'm screwed. You know, like that's yeah. kind of the, the, the fear that people have. Super cool Epcot hotel. That's, that's, that's a great name for a hotel. I think that's what it should be called. It, it, it'll, <laughs> it'll be the rebirth of Club Cool. Super cool. Oh, super, Su- super cool. The super cool hotel. I like that. <laughs> I, speaking of Club Cool, I saw an article, you know, we're going to talk later about Mouse Gear's closing, but apparently they're rebuilding Club Cool, uh, right next to Mouse Gear while they're doing the, uh, the renovation there. So, so that's good news. That's like my favorite place in the whole park. <laughs> what do you always call it? You call it Club McCool or whatever? <laughs> McCool's. Or, McCool's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. People have gotten mad at us that we don't talk about, that we don't correct you on that for some reason. Why? Who gets mad? Who, who actually gets mad? I've gotten at least one email about it. <laughs> well, one email. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that person needs well, some help then. We'll, we'll talk about that after we all ride the haunted house together. The haunted house together. <laughs> yeah, why are you just trying? You're trying to get more emails up. now. That's you know, <laughs> flight of the passage. Like we got them all. Yeah. We're all set. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. 
All right, so <laughs> I don't have much about nope, the the price increase, the but you know we're a DVC show. We should talk about that. It's a you know, of course. I, I don't think it went up enough for people that are buying small amount of points for really to move the meter. If you don't make it, I think for people that are buying a ton of points, you still have your discount. So there we go. Exactly, yeah. and honestly, I think that it. Uh, we thought that it was going to come in close to two hundred to begin with, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah, that's what we were guessing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this was you know they had their initial like promo period and now we're done with that and so here's here's the standing price for it yeah and it's still under 200 so yeah still under 200 so um so i want to talk about uh rise of the resistance so we it's funny i don't want to talk about this because i think we everyone's talked about it so much i know we i I know we have to this is the problem with us doing it every other week and sometimes we get a little behind the times on things this is Um, so fast though it's so crazy how fast that this thing has changed over the last couple of weeks (laughs) Well, that's why I want to talk about it because it's like, okay, it started out one way and now it's like, it's changed like four times now. And I, I, and I see a lot of confusion in the Facebook groups. People still think you need to show up at three o'clock in the morning, which you do not. Right. So since they made all these changes, you don't have to show up at three o'clock in the uh, anymore. As long as you get there at opening time, you should be pretty good to go, which, you know, opening lately has been like seven o'clock. So you still got to six o'clock, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Someday six o'clock. Yeah. But. Uh, basically, for from what I was reading is, yeah, if you're not there within that first, you know, 15 minutes of park opening, don't assume that your boarding group will be called is because. Yeah, so you still got to get there early enough that you're still in the park or right. Cause you're, so when it, see, here's the question that I have. So when they open it up, is it scanned in, opened up? Like you have to be yeah. scanned in in the park, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you. Go ahead. So yeah, sorry. You, you don't want to be so far behind that again. If there's a snafu, that they're you know like, oh, I dropped my phone. Oh, my phone ran out of power. I got to charge it. Oh, I'm not connected to you know whatever the case may be. Yeah. So you know, basically, for those that don't know, you all have to be scanned in. You have to be in the park. And then uh, it, it when it first started, it used to be that you know basically they were opening the parks whenever they were ready to open the park. So it could have been like an hour before a you know official park opening time, and then it was just a free for all to get these boarding groups. Now they've changed it, so you know you got to be scanned in. You get in which there, which is far better. Yeah, yeah, which is far better. And they and they only open up the boarding groups at official park opening time. So they might let you in at six thirty in the morning, but they're not going to open the boarding groups until until um until you know seven. So. So that's good. It makes it a lot more fair, I think. You know, you still got to be there early. But again, at the same time, the past three weeks have been the holidays. It's the busiest time of the year. I mean, this week has been, I mean, I saw an article that was like, um, all the boarding groups filled up within like, like two or three minutes, uh, like two days ago. And I'm like, yeah, but it's the busiest week of the entire year. Of course that's going to happen. You know, I don't know. It's just, it, again, if you re- it boils down to if you really want to see it, like, you know, you still got to be there semi early, right? Like you don't want to be too far oh. back in the line. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah you want to be. Go ahead, search. Sorry, Trevor. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, and and the thing to keep in mind too, I've I've been seeing people talk about they've been there over a week, and they've managed to get on it two or three times. So they've gone back and they've lined up and gotten back into the park and got into a boarding group multiple times. So well, not anymore, right? Isn't that the new rule too? Oh, only once a day for the day, right? Once day, a day, yeah. Day. But but even which is that, also a good change, by the yeah. way. Also a good change, yes. <laughs> yeah, but but even at that, you know, people are still getting in there to ride it multiple times during the busiest time of the year. So I think it, it, it's hard 
it's hard for people to temper that, right? You know, they're reading all you this know, stuff right now and they're kind of freaking out, but let's look at it again in two weeks and see well, how I think that the really other is. <laughs> problem too, Trevor is, is right. We're so used to technology that we're not scared by how True. we have to do this. Think about if you're somebody, oh, just think about like my mother, right? So like, or a grandmother or something it can be a little bit harder. Right. And again, like we're taking into account your phone, right? There's a lot of things to kind of technology wise take into account. And I think that's a little bit of what scares people. And I can understand that because, you know, technology is not foolproof. Waiting in line is. So I, I definitely understand, you know, where there can be some concern as well. Well, I, I'm just amazed though. I've seen a couple of people comment like, Oh, Disney needs to get rid of this and go to the standby line. I'm like, why? So you can wait in line for 10 hours and, and waste your whole day. Like, but people would rather do that and see. And I, I think the thing is, is that if you're only there for one day and you're only going to that park for one day, some people would rather wait for 10 hours. That's crazy to me. Cause I'd much rather make that reservation and then go about my day, go to other parks, go do whatever. But, but they, again, they feel like if they wait for, like if they get in line and wait, they're guaranteed to ride. There, there's truly no real guarantee right now that there, there is and there isn't. Right. And I think that's where, again, it becomes a little bit confusing and a little bit, um, anxious for people. But, but that's where, again, I, I understand that line of reasoning, but that's also flawed too. If you look at, uh, Hagrid's, you know, people did the same thing where they lined up for five or six hours and then the ride broke down. So then, you know, you've, you've sunk in your time to be told, no, you can't ride it. Whereas this, I I know people won't agree with me on this, but this is a little bit easier in that, you know, you either know that you're riding it or you're not riding it. And again, extenuating circumstances excluded, but you know, if you get into a boarding group, you know, you've got it, but it, it saves, you know, from that, you know, standing in line for five hours, like you said, and then finding out that you've been denied. And I, I think that feels a lot worse versus, you know, at the beginning of my day being told, yeah, nope, I'm not getting on this ride. Okay. Let's change our plans. Let's do something else. And there's still the disappointment, but I think it's not to the same level where, you know, people are raging at cast members over it versus, you know, you know, checking your phone and being a little disappointed, but then still going about your day. Mm, I don't know about that. I think there's people still quite angry. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I guess I, I haven't seen the level of anger that I saw when people were talking about Hagrid's, I guess. Mm. I've seen a couple people complaining about it on the Facebook groups. I, I just, you know, but I, I, it's I mean, yeah, they're, they're not getting, there'll always be complaints, yeah. but again, yeah, of course. it's, it's more about, I think Disney's doing a better job at setting expectations with these boarding groups. Yeah. I think so too. I would agree with that. Yeah, and because they listen, tell you up front around the time of day that they think you're going to get on too. I, I wasn't arguing for or against it. I, I think I'm definitely pro boarding groups. I'm just saying that for certain people, they may not be as comfortable with a virtual queue. And no, I get that. Yeah, I that's guess fair. If my if my dad was left to his own devices, there's no way he would get into the boarding group because he, I mean, he's got, that's a, exactly what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. He's right? got an like, iPhone yeah. four that he doesn't charge half the time and doesn't know how to download apps. So yeah. yes, he would have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> my, my parents said the same thing on our last trip is they, they, at one point they stopped me and said, you know, if, if you weren't here doing all this stuff, we would have been totally lost because they were still, they would, they would have like, sat online for Winnie the Pooh, wrote it once and got home. That's exactly yeah. what would happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, 
but yeah, no, I, I listen, I think they've made good changes. I think they've, you know, and from what I've seen, uh, touring plans is actually tracking, uh, when the boarding groups are going out, how many boarding groups they're fulfilling every day. Um, they did, you know, in a sign that they're obviously getting the reliability of this ride, uh, up a lot higher. They're doing, board, you know, backup well, boarding you, groups. Did you read that article about the, the, the B finales as well for this ride? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that I thought was also interesting. I think I'd be burning if that was me, but that's. <laughs> if Kylo Ren wasn't working and, yeah. and there was, yeah. <laughs> so. But then again, like, what I've really been upset if Honda wasn't working, right? Cause that's the, that's the B yeah. ride for that too, right? Like, well. Nah. We had that happen the first time we rode uh, Navi River Cruise. Like, not on the same level, but, you know, that animatronic at the end, everyone was all hyping it up. It wasn't working when we were there. And, I mean, I wasn't, like, it was still a good ride. It didn't, like, I wasn't, It didn't ruin the whole thing. It's no Yeti, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do miss the Yeti. I loved the Yeti when we went the first time. I don't think the Yeti's ever going to come back. No, I, I, Joe Rody's, uh like you know, like said he's like before he dies, he's going to fix that thing. So <laughs> I think they said it's not fixable, though, right? Well, well no, they'd have is. to shut down the whole ride. Yeah, they, they got to rip out the foundation and do it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Someday, maybe <laughs> when it gets and the new Canadian, the new Canadian park, it will work fine. <laughs> that's right. The, the new Canadian park, it'll be perfect, but. <laughs> um, but, but, but from what I've seen, from what they've been tracking, they've been fulfilling, uh, they, they now have backup boarding groups. So, um, you know, which to me means that they're, they're finishing the boarding groups when they sell out earlier than they think they're going to, right? Um, the fact that they're like, okay, maybe they're done at seven o'clock. Now we got some more hours left. We can have these backup ones in there where you, you know, you have a chance to get on, even though you, you weren't part of the initial, initial, uh, groups. So. So that's good too. And, and I, I've seen that they've been fulfilling record boarding groups. Although two days ago, I think they had a major problem and they were shut down like all day, which again, this is going to happen. I mean, remember flight of passage but, didn't get like the full capacity for like months, but it's so nice that they've been giving people those extra. Oh yeah. Right? How long will that last for? I mean, I think it'll last as long as, you know, as long as they're continuing to have problems. Right. I mean, if they're going to keep having major problems, because like you're talking about, maybe there are some people that are just there for one day. Right. And this is the thing they want to ride. If, and maybe we go to, if we go fourth of July, we would literally be there for one day. Well, this I, is this is my sister. My sister's going in February specifically to ride Rise of the Resistance and they only have two days worth of tickets. So if they don't get on the one day that they, they're kind of stuck with the other day and they have to get on it that day or else they're, you know, they get nothing. So. I, you know, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm sure the ride is great, but it's still only one ride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. R2D2. We're done with that now. R2D2. We'll come back to that in a few weeks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I I, I do wonder how long they're going to offer this. I do wonder if it's going to be a while. I mean, because they obviously they don't want, well, I think one of the Imagineers said something. If you have a 10 hour line, then you failed. I think that was, I think they're going to keep it forever. What, why not? I, I mean, I I don't disagree with you. I we I think we talked on the last episode. Is this going to be the new normal with some of the new rides? I don't know. Maybe I can see I them. Know. I can see them keeping this at least the first year. Yeah, but what I, would what would be the why not just have it forever? Think about Flight of the Passage, right? Like there's there's still huge lines for that. Yeah, but, so, so line, yeah, the lines are so huge that they have to put a bathroom in. But but the answer <laughs> is talk about you know kind of your point about you know people with you know, terrible phones or are not able to, you know, utilize the app, they're, they're going to, again, it's going to be the 80, 20 rule is you're going to have a subset of people that, that 
aren't able to ride it for whatever reason, or they'll have to figure something out for that, for that group. Isn't there, isn't there, uh, can't you actually go and book it with a cast member as well? It's just, there's no way you want to do that now. Cause you've never gone on. A yeah. The, group. There is the kiosks in the park and yeah, I, and so. I guess you could do the kiosks, but yeah, you're right exactly. right now. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't but, even know if they let you do the boarding groups through the kiosk. I'm, I'm sure they have guest relation people there that, that will do it. I, I believe they do, but it's just I don't if you have to go to them now, you're beat. But yeah. in the future, you wouldn't be. So if with your iPhone 3, like you'll be all right in, you know, maybe a year from now. My dad's iPhone 4 with a cracked screen and, and one app on it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Hasn't had its OS updated in three years. I don't even think, actually, I think I tried to get him to download my Disney experience and I don't even think it functions on it because it doesn't support it. Because <laughs> it's so old, but anyway, R two D two, yeah. So, which one of you guys wants to talk about this? Well, I don't care. So, I'll let Trevor talk about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the idea is is that they're testing a roaming R two D two at Galaxy's Edge. So this this isn't even a a remote controlled um, animatronic. This is this is the self driving one, correct? I think so. The funny thing, I saw this article, but I had seen an article like a week ago that said Disney won't be doing any free roaming droids at, at Galaxy's Edge at all. Like they have no plans to do it. And then this article comes out and they're saying they're testing them. So I, I don't know. <laughs> so, is this like, under rumor? Is this, is this a rumor? No, this, I mean, this was, this was, uh, reported in the, uh, Orange County Register and it was directly from Disney. So it's, I would say it's not a rumor. It was, uh, di- you know, they, they, Imagineers told them this. So. Okay. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't think that makes sense because like I was watching one day at Disney and they had a whole section on, uh, a lady that was yeah. building. Yeah. They, like they are testing self-driving droids in Tomorrowland. So I, I can't see them not doing this in Galaxy's Edge. It seems like a huge missed opportunity if they didn't. I, I, I think they'll do it eventually. I, I don't, you know, I, I think they're still. With with Rise of the Resistance, I'm sure the crowd level in general has gone up in Galaxy's Edge, right? And that's why they didn't do it do in the first place. Cost if one of them breaks, a fortune. Yeah, if someone <laughs> tries to pick it up and carry it out of the park. Well, that's the one thing, Trevor. I noticed on that on that segment you're talking about. They kept talking about how kids were like kind of like jumping on it and like you yeah. know grabbing it. Oh my like, goodness, I've seen so many. Like, like people trying crazy? to ride those things, yeah, yeah, exactly. and not just that, but I saw like some kids at you know Galaxy's Edge, like all over the droids behind that fence area, like for real, like yeah, yeah some parents are crazy, man, or kids just like climbing up on like things they're not supposed to climb up on, and you're like, yeah, you're not exactly. supposed to be on that. It's pretty obvious. Yes, I would agree. But I, I I wonder if that's their trepidation, right? They, I mean, they're 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 testing these things out, and they're seeing that you know kids are just kind of you know that thing will get abused and broken yeah, in a week. Yeah, it, need, it needs to be able to withstand <laughs> a little shocker, like real R two D two does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, warning: you will be tased if you touch the drugs. <laughs> the stun gun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and terrible, but <laughs> I, I I don't know how. It, I don't know how I would react. Actually, can you be horrified and laugh at the same time? Oh, yeah, 100% I think so. yes. Because yeah. th- that's probably where I would be if I saw somebody get zapped in Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> it, would be, it would be funny. It would be funny. <laughs> yes, as long as they were not hurt, it would be extremely that's right. funny. Yeah. As long as they were not seriously injured. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Dude, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to like wind down. I'm getting tired. 
Okay, uh, we, I'm we, just letting you know. That's all. I'm just, that's okay. I'm we, just, we can we can keep it. We can keep on moving on. I, I know you're probably not going to be. I, I'm trying to predict what you're going to be interested in in this the, the Epcot updates. Oh, but I, I, oh, and just the Epcot updates. I mean, anything else that we're going through here? But um, okay, but I'll let any, you know. Like, anything else you know. about? I'm the, definitely the, interested in the first one too. In the first two. Probably, I thought you it. might be. I thought you might be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so Galaxy's Edge, though, anything else about that we want to talk about? Or we, we, no, we're done. Nope. We're, we're done with, with Galaxy's okay. Edge. So Mouse Gear closed. Uh, it's, it's closed now. It's done. It's closed. No I miss more Mouse, Mouse Gear. Gear. I'm sad. Yeah. I yeah. like Mouse Gear. Mouse Gear was one of those stores that was still left that had like a, a really unique like thing to it, right? It was like a very different kind of store. I mean, listen, last time I went there, it is hard to navigate that store because they had so much packed into that store. It's a mm. huge store. Like, yeah, there, there's a ton of stuff in there, but yeah, c- kind of like how they redid uh, World of Disney in, uh, in Disney Springs. First of all, World of Disney in general is too big. I'm just going to go on record to say it's just, it's too big. When I'm trying to find somebody and we're taking pictures of each other in the store and I still can't find you, it's too big. <laughs> that was, they're just too big. That's when you met the listener, right? You met them yes. at World of Disney, right? Yes. Yeah. It's the same kind of problem at Mouse Gear is that it, cause it, the store actually kind of curves with the building, right? So it's, yeah. it's very easy. Like from, you can say I'm in Mouse Gear and you can be on the one side and yeah, you're right. You, you've, you can get lost in there quite easily, but uh, I think I read in this article that they're going to not have it be that shape anymore. That they're going to make it a little, a little more of a like uh, straight through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. And then uh, the temporary location says it's going to be at uh, Innovations East. Yep. So on the other side where they tore down Club McCool and everything. Club McCool. Club McCool. <laughs> Club McCool. Uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, so they have a temporary location for it, but obviously it's not going to be Mouse Gear, right? I mean, it's... It does. Although, I what can't tell you, you the last time I went there and the big uh, arm that was, you know, used to spin around, that hasn't been working in, I feel like, in years. You know what I'm talking about? The thing on the on the ceiling? Yeah, the, there's a lot of stuff that just hasn't been working there for a while. I think it... it, it unfortunately, it is a relic of the 90s. At the end of the day. <laughs> oh, by the way, sorry. Off topic, really quickly. Just seeing it reported now that Riviera is seeing reduced uh, bus service as well uh, in, in favor of using the Skyliner transportation. So hopefully that means some uh, dues will go down for some of those Riviera people. I but, doubt that, but. Well, they do. do actually, I think they do. for the Skyliner. Yeah, you got you to pay for that Skyliner, right? But anyway, sorry. So. No, I, I mean, I, I, I'm hopeful that they keep Mouse Gear very Epcot and they keep some of the fun references that are in there, uh, from like old Epcot. I, I think they will, but you know, I don't know. We have no idea what this is going to look like, right? So, you know, I, based on everything I've been seeing for the, uh, like when we were there and, and the Renos and everything, I feel that you're going to get a lot more classic Epcot feel to it. Like I think, I think Epcot kind of suffers from the same problem that Tomorrowland in Disneyland suffers from because, oh, yeah. because after the, the, the big re or the last redo in there, they're now taking everything out and they're, they're simplifying it and they're making it, you know, a lot cleaner and a lot more of that retro futuristic look. I think Futureland in Epcot is going to see the same treatment is that it was, it was that nineties futuristic thing going on. I can't even describe it. It was, 
it looked like my childhood, but, <laughs> but yeah, that doesn't age well. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of rose colored glasses going on there, unfortunately. And I, I think I'm hopeful for how this will look when it's done is that, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's mouse gears is it's shopping. Like there's always going to be, you know, a, a retail store in there. Um, yeah, it, it, we're just, it's hard to envision it right now because everything is so torn up there, right? Like it's, it's just all over the place. Oh yeah. And I mean, you know, the, the other side of, of interventions is, is being torn down. I mean, there's, it's, it's pretty much down to steel at this point, you know, so where club McCool was, uh, you know, is gone. I mean, it's, it's, they're really doing some pretty, uh, you know, extensive, uh, work there. And I, so I, I mentioned this before. So the, the club cool will be located now. Basically they're going to be building it, um, really right next to mouse, the new mouse gear that's going to be built there. So they, they are going to be working on that apparently as part of this renovation. So that's cool. All right. Let's, uh, club McCool. Club McCool. Club McCool. I'm sorry. Club McCool. <laughs> yes. No, you, no, you said it's cool. I said, yeah, club. Yeah, it's club McCool. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys think about the Regal Eagle smokehouse? Well, it's got Sam the Eagle. So I'm happy about that. Um, but I'm scared at the same time that like Muppet, more Muppet stuff will go away. I don't know. It makes me feel like more Muppet stuff will go away. I hope that it's actually just that more Muppet stuff is coming. Again, barbecue doesn't excite me all that much, but the, the whole like cook off part of it seems interesting. Yeah. I, is that just like a fun sign or are they really going to do like a cook off? Like I, no, I, I think, I think what we'll end up event, with is it sounds like. Yeah. Is it an event or is it just that the menu is going to have all different types of barbecue? I, that's what I'm thinking. That it's just like a sign that's a, a fun thing, you know, saying like all these order different- your vinegar based, order your ketchup based, order your like I, it may be that route. I'm not sure. I, I do. I mean, I'm not shocked that Sam, the, it's they're theming it with Sam the Eagle, but. I, I mean, they didn't announce that previously, but it makes sense. It's called Regal Eagle Smokehouse, but I, I like that it's got a, you know, a poster that says Sam Centennial Cookoff, a salute to all cookoffs, but mostly barbecue. That's hilarious. I mean, you know, that's the kind of Muppet stuff I really like. Um, and I just think it's cool that they're putting him there. I, I don't know if there's going to be, they haven't really said if he's going to show up anywhere. He's just kind of showing up in the, you know, in the signs and everything, but I don't know if, if Sam the Eagle's going to be there. I don't know. That'd be cool if he was though. You don't think he's going to be there? I don't know. They haven't said. I, well, I mean, I would hope he would. I hope yeah. so. At least there's going to be a picture of him on the sign when you walk in, if nothing else. Oh, no. There definitely is. And in fact, in the there's some cool posters with him in them. I, they, I think they look really cool. Sam the Eagle is awesome. Well, and because they're no longer doing great moments in history, right? Oh, which is so upsetting. They were yeah. for a limited time during Christmas, but I think it's back to being gone again. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I got to wonder if maybe they might be moving over to Epcot. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. If like, they had that there, like you're, you're sitting in there and then every once in a while, you know, they, maybe they start up, you know, Sam talking about his contest and, you know, Kermit and Gonzo and everybody, you know, trying to join in on it. I, I, again, that's just me spitballing. That would be I, awesome. That would be great. That would be that great. Would be. It's funny that, you know, it feels like this is one of those things that, you know, people always bemoan characters showing up in Epcot, but people, I think people are okay with the, Ep, uh, with, um, the Muppets showing up in Epcot. I don't know why, but the Muppets well, just feel like it's okay. Yeah. Muppets have been just Muppets for years. It's not, I, I, I don't know. Just cause they're beloved that no one cares. Is that, 
I don't know. Yeah. Like there's some people that don't like frozen, but I feel like everybody likes the Muppets for the most part. I think, I think the thing is, is that Muppets, you know, I know we all grew up with Sesame street and all that. I I think it's far more ingrained in just a, it's a, it's just a cultural thing now. Like it's not, they don't look at as well. That's a Disney IP. Muppets were Muppets before they were part of Disney. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. They kind of transcend like that whole, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I would love for them to have a show though. I think that would be really cool if they move great moments in history over there and just, did, so if they you, could even do the same show. So you can eat barbecue and watch Muppets. I, yeah, I mean, that sounds like a win. I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. So I don't know. I think this is cool. I'm psyched about it, but not shocked. I, I, I mean, you know, it's called Regal Eagle, which is a name I love. It's so easy to say and it just, it's, it's great. <laughs> no, it's great. Regal yeah. Eagle sounds yeah. fun. I but, mean, that sounds like a restaurant I want to go to. Well, and truthfully, the what it replaced was not great. I mean, it was like hot dogs and hamburgers and, you know. So the problem is, is in my mind, though, I keep interchanging. We have a pub here called the Regal Beagle. And you mean from Three's say, Company? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Say, same same name. But they're again, they, they have a, a local pub here under that name in Calgary. So in my mind, I keep flipping those two back and forth. That's that's like me keep say, that I keep saying space twenty twenty instead of space two twenty. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is another reason I want to go in April so I can go to the new space restaurant whenever that may open. But I hope by April. Um, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> okay. Another one that Damon doesn't care anything about. Oh uh, no, dude, I'm tuned out for like in like ten fifteen minutes at least here. <laughs> All we'll right. go through these things quick. Let's talk but, about these things. Then. <laughs> okay. So Harmonious, uh, you know, the, which is the new uh, Nighttime Spectacular, it's now going to debut in spring 2020, um, which, you know, Disney does this thing where they're just like, we'll throw a season out there and, you know, people will try to figure out what month that's going to be. Um, <laughs> so, so for you, um, that it's maybe. It's a maybe, right? Yeah. Because spring runs all the way up until June. It does. See, this makes me think it's going to be later spring and not early spring. I've seen some predictions of May, but you know, I'm kind of halfway hoping end of April could happen. I would love to see it. That that would be magical, but uh, it, 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 I'm not listen. I'm not hope. I'm not keeping my hopes up. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, they're, they're going to do like June twentieth. That's exactly <laughs> what it's going to be. Yeah, they're going to do like the last day of spring, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because Space 2020 was supposed to open in winter, and they could be like, well, it's still winter. I mean, it's January, right? It's still winter. Winter so. <laughs> summer. Well, it's winter here, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I I mean, I just... Selfishly, I would like them to do, do it in April so I can see it. But I, I, I know the odds of that are not good. That's so. fair. Well, if, if you don't see it, I'll tell you all about it, because I will see it in October. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the other reason I'm going too is because Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway should be open too by the time I go in April. I think it's opening March, right? Oh yeah, so, yeah, March twentieth. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be there for that too. Ooh. I'm psyched. Oh, I'm jealous. So, <laughs> two new rides, one new restaurant that I could check out. I mean, that's that's great. That's awesome. And so. and again, this this is the whole point of DVC, right? Is, you know, every trip, it's not that you have to see all the new things. It's like you get a couple of things every time you go. Exactly. Exactly. This trip's going to be all about riding Rise of the Resistance. Mickey Mini and go into Space 220. That's the thing. There's the three things I really care about. So, and then maybe Regal Eagle Smokehouse. We'll see. <laughs> so, um, do you want to talk really quickly just about the meet and greets that have been shuffled around now? So, like, Epcot's a, a hot mess right now. 
Yeah, and this isn't surprising. So, so there's the new Mickey Mouse meet and greet, and uh, was it they? So they moved Mickey. They took out Baymax and Sadness, or was it both Joy and Sadness? Yeah. So Baymax and Sadness are now discontinued. So there's right. no more Baymax and Sadness, which is sad because Baymax was a really cool character meet and greet. Yeah, he was hard to interact with though. Well, because you can't touch him, right? So you can't like hug him, but you want to kind of hug him. Oh, no, you can hug him. Oh, we were told you couldn't hug him because they were afraid he was going to pop. Oh, we hugged him. Oh, really? Me and my okay. kid both gave him a hug, and it was fine. Oh, man. Well, maybe maybe my cast member was a little more restrictive there because they were like, make sure you don't have any pins on you, you know, oh. stay away from Baymax. Maybe, maybe they have maybe had the issues with that after we went. I don't know. but <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that would be funny to see Baymax pop, though. I just, you know, that would make me laugh. But... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody's really sad that sadness is gone, right? Maybe. <laughs> That's, what, oh. sad, sadness? Is that, is that why you're I, laughing? I, I can't wrap my head around that right now. Yeah, it broke your brain. Yeah. Um, no, Joy has her own character meet and greet now at uh, the Imagination Pavilion. Mickey has now moved to um, the Pixar Short Film Festival, a.k.a. Captain EO. Um, and then Minnie's in a different place, too. Everybody's kind of scattered. Mm-hmm. So the thing there is you should just not <laughs> you, you should just not bother trying to meet characters in Epcot right now. It's it's just I mean, a hot you mess. You can. I mean, the Mickey one looks pretty cool. They built all new sets for the for them, you know. Yeah, but again, the, it's temporary and I don't know. I just yeah, with the way that they're moving everything around, to me, it's just easier to to not because you can meet Mickey in Magic Kingdom. Like there, I, I know there's, I know there's certain characters people are are going after, but I, I mean, yeah, fine. If you want to line for those characters, fine. But all in all, though, I like just with just with all the construction going on, because you know we're talking about this now. In two weeks, they could you know, say that it's all moving around again. Cause it's just, yeah, it, to me, it just, it just totally wipes it off of my plans. Cause we have done the character meets in Epcot before, but even on the last trip, because of the construction, I was just like, no, I'm not bothering to, you know, figure out where people are anymore. Cause it, it's, it's a headache. <laughs> no, I get it. I yeah. get it. I mean, I would just use the app and see where things are, but I'm not a big character meet and greet guy, but my my daughter's obsessed with Frozen now, and we were talking about how we need to do a, a do the uh, Elsa and Anna one. Well, uh, next that one's easy. <laughs> oh yeah, that one is easy. We know where that one is. We 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 know where that one's located, so that's an easy place to go. But uh, yeah, so just be aware of these changes. Um, you know, not nothing really else to say about this. I I think the I, you know, and we might be able to wake Damon back up for this one about the restrooms being added mid queue to Flight of Passage. That's interesting. Yes. <laughs> there he is. He's back. Yeah. Welcome on. <laughs> well, you talk about something interesting, and I'll, I'll come back and talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, you know, they've added restrooms midway through uh, Flight of Passage. Now, what I thought was interesting about this. Well, it's the way was, they're doing it. Yeah. What's that? It's the way that they're doing it. Because when I first read this, I was like, okay, this is going to be a disaster. I was thinking the exact same thing, Damon. I'm like, well, wait, how are they going to do this? Because then no one's going to let them back in line. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so wait. I was wondering how they were going to do it too. So for those that don't know, they, uh, they've added this flight of passage, uh, bathroom mid queue. Um, so if you're standing in the standby line, uh, you could do this, but so basically there's a cast member now that's placed outside 
the doors of the bathrooms. If somebody wants to stop and use it, the entire group is removed from the line. So your entire party is removed from the line into like a little holding area. And then whoever has to go to the bathroom, uses the bathroom. And then when everybody's done, they stop the line and they insert you back into the line, which I think is a great way to do it. Makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's, that's because uh, I don't know if you guys, when you wrote Smuggler's Run, was there the uh, was there the little stand set up selling the uh, the yeah, drink? Yes, drinks. Yeah, there yeah. was. Yeah, outside, right? Yeah. Well, it wasn't outside. Well, it's in line. It was in the queue, so it's kind of the but same thing. Is you know, people stopped. Yeah. They were buying stuff, and then you know, people just let them back into the queue. So I, I just find it weird that they need somebody there to. No, they need somebody there, Trevor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, though they definitely do. As as we progress through the evolution of the human race, <laughs> they need people there. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean there have been fights, and I mean wasn't there a couple fights last last year in Test Track in the line because somebody was cutting, and there was like fist fights, and yeah, you know what? For the for the one person that it takes for a cast member to be there, it just makes sense. Well, because remember, you had a cast member at the drink place too, right? Because they were taking your money so they could alleviate any sort of issues. So I I think having somebody at the restroom is a smart idea. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, since the cast member's standing there, it's not like, it's not like, you know, somebody just pops out of the the bathroom and then, yeah. Uh, Through an underground tunnel. Ha ha, back in line, right? There was a there was an incident recently. I don't know if you guys saw this in the news, where a uh, a, a guest in line for a flight of passage, uh, let's say, relieved himself in line, uh, and uh, it, it I guess it got on somebody else in line. So obviously uh, there was a need for this. I yeah, I, I was gonna actually bring that up. Is it's like okay, are, like were people peeing in bottles before? But I guess you just answered that question for me. So, <laughs> well, here's the thing: a bathroom pass has always existed for flooded passage line, but they just don't advertise it. So, like, yeah. you could get a bathroom pass and then get back in line. But I, I just I don't know how that worked. But I know that there was a bathroom pass available, but I don't think they advertise it very well. So. Yeah. So h- how do you do that though? If you're like halfway through the line and then you realize you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, now you don't have to. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> Gosh, there's still so much more to talk about. Is there? Yeah. We got this land purchase, and then we got nah. Disneyland updates. And- we don't have that much more. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not a lot. But, nah, no. I mean, the, the land purchase. So, so the land purchase was uh, the 235 acres of land near uh, Magic yeah. Kingdom for $6 million, right? Yeah, I just think it's so irrelevant to talk about because nobody knows nothing, <laughs> right? Like, really, well, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, but every time, like, Disney buys some land, everybody's like, well, they're building another park, as if they don't have a ton of land already to build on. No, you know? no. Like you mentioned in here, right? I mean, the, one of the theories posed is that they just don't want people close to them. Okay, it makes sense. I think that's so, what it is, and the end of story. I mean, yeah, that that's part of it. Is, you know, Disney said himself when after he built Disneyland, he wished he had bought up the additional space around it because all those hotels popped up and he couldn't do a darn thing about it. So that's that's exactly right. And that's, I kind of just believe that there's like a standing order. Like if any land comes for purchase on the Disneyland border, they're just going to buy it. Like at this point, you know, to insulate themselves further. I don't think they have any specific plans for 235 acres. I I just don't think they do. $6 million to them. Pocket change. Nothing. Couch money. 
<laughs> 10 minutes in I a see Magic Kingdom ticket booth in the morning? <laughs> like, you know. Sorry, Trevor, go ahead. I just said, I want to see that couch that you're finding. But I mean, it, it, in reality to them, right, it's like the same as us finding $5 yeah. on the couch. Probably even like us finding a dime in the couch, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and, and my my initial thought was because they have their uh, they have that whole reclamation policy, right, where they have to ensure yeah. that they have so much land that is not used for construction on their property. And one of the ways they get around that is by buying up additional land so that they can do construction somewhere else. So, so I guess the the location of where the land is being bought is not necessarily important. But it could mean, yeah, they're, they're just buying up the land so that they can later on say, you know, we're clearing out this much space for, you know, an add-on to Epcot or whatever, right? Well, it's the same thing when we built our house. Like, you can only have so much of the property concrete, right? Like, that's when you build a house. Like, okay, well, this, you know, amount of your property can be covered in concrete. It's the same thing. Well, the bigger the amount of property you have, the more you can cover in concrete. Yeah. That's yeah, and they 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 bought like a ranch last year, and and you know that was kind of far from Disney property, and you know it was thinking it was the thought was they were going to use it as that kind of offset that you're talking about, Trevor, where they keep that land preserved as natural land, and then they build on you know however many acres they want to build on on their current land, right? So that's that's the thought there, but I, I these this is a small land purchase for them. I mean it's it's not a ton of land uh, compared to what they have already. And so in, in my mind, you know, it's like I, everybody gets all excited when these purchases happen. And I get it. Like, you're like, oh, they bought land. They're going to build a fifth gate. Uh, I mean, probably not because they, they already have land to build a fifth gate if they want to. They don't need to buy additional land to do that. So I don't know. But none of us really know what they're going to use it for, right? Mm-hmm. So. Nope. So anyway. Oh, now David's going to tune out, too, because we're talking about Disneyland updates. <laughs> Except for Marvel. Maybe the Avengers Campus, right? You're interested in that. I mean, if I end up going on my Wally World trip, yeah. But this is just the concept art for the uh, for the new land, right? Well, yeah. So they released some additional concept art, but they've also now said, of course, in true Disney fashion, that it's going to be opening in summer 2020, whenever that may be. Um, but the interesting thing, this is phase one, right? So phase one's going to open with the Spider-Man ride, but phase two, there's a, there's a new e-ticket attraction that they're building. Um, that apparently is going to be a, again, a new ride system that hasn't been used before. Um, uh, but no one knows what that really, what that's going to look like. But, um, so this is just part of the land is opening and they're doing, I, I don't want to say they're doing it like Star Wars, but they're kind of doing it like Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do too, right? It's just, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's a phased opening. But I, I mean, it's, listen, the, the Spider-Man ride looks interesting enough to me that I would go there to go on it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just to check out the area and the restaurant and all that fun stuff, so. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at the uh, at the overview of it, and you said, so that there's the Spider-Man attraction, but then there's a second attraction coming. I don't even know where they would fit that. I think it's going to be in like the main Avengers building, like that, the big building that they have that like, you know, looks like the, the headquarters for the Avengers. I believe that's where it's supposed to be. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> well, listen, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where they're putting it, yeah. but it's, they're putting it somewhere. Yeah. There's just, I, I know that area, like, like from bugs land and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of real estate there. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, no. why it'll be a unique ride system. 
It's going to be up. Yeah, maybe Ooh. maybe they're building it upwards or something. I don't know. It'll be another I'm still disappointed uh, tower. They're not using that. It'll be Go ahead, Sorry, it'll be Mission Breakout version two. <laughs> <laughs> Second breakout. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I, I think it'd be cool if it was. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff they can do with it. So who, who knows? I don't know. Now, um, the this next one is kind of. Or are we are we done with the Avengers campus? Or? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. So, so the next one was the, uh, the Disneyland Resort Express bus service, uh, ceasing as of January 7th, which will be the day after this, uh, podcast gets released. So this, I, I was reading about this and unfortunately it's because, um, Disney didn't offer the buses themselves. They were run by, uh, um, coach. Yeah. Coach and, and coaches going out of business from my understanding. So, so they're really limiting their, their, um, or was it coach or was it Ex- no express shuttle went out of business. There's coaches, super shuttle went out of business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah coaches. I think just, it seems like they're just terminating their contracts or whatever. Yeah. They're, they're downsizing it. And I, I think, or from what I've been reading, what's happening here is that, um, people realized pretty quick that, um, you know, rideshare services are far more efficient to get from LAX or John Wayne Airport to Disneyland. So they're not taking those express buses anymore, which is kind of sad, but it also makes sense because for the cost to, to ride those things, and I know this myself because I've used those services, is that, you know, just for a family of three, it was like $60 to get from the airport to the hotel. But then, you know, for, for, so, like half the price, you can get an Uber or a Lyft, which also you don't have to wait for, you know, scheduled times and all that kind of stuff. Because these things were, it was kind of similar to the Magical Express is that you would show up there and then say, yeah, you know, we'll get you on the next bus and you could end up waiting for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever before, before your bus shows up. So I, I see why they're doing this. Um, I, I guess my only thought on that is that and I mean, obviously, you know, Disney hasn't done anything to address this up until now in, in California, but you know, I got to wonder if they would start offering their own service since they don't have a partnership anymore. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Cause I mean, even magical express and, and for Disney world is, is not done by Disney. It's done by mirrors. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That that would be interesting. I'm sure they're looking at alternatives, right? It's not, it's not a good experience to just be like, Oh, just take an Uber, you know? <laughs> it's like kind of ruins the Disney experience, but I, but again, Disneyland's a whole different kind of place, right? It is, it's it's yeah. more about the pass holders as opposed to the, the tourists. Yeah. And, and I can definitely, again, say that when, you know, us taking the buses from LAX to Disneyland, it does not feel at all like when you would get on the magical express in Disney world. Like it was, even though they had their Disneyland express buses and, you know, they had the logos on the outside, it wasn't, like the 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 shuttles were just that it, like it was just like getting on uh, like a city bus or like a greyhound bus whereas the the magical express even though it is the, you know the same kind of thing you definitely had that disney feel to it as soon as you got on the bus like they made it very apparent you know this is a disney bus whereas the other ones were more like yeah you know we're dropping you off at disney so i i got to wonder if disney may explore something as an opportunity or if they may just you know leave it as is and say yeah you know people are just figuring out their own way there via uber or whatever 
Or maybe they'll start offering their own version of a minivan on the West Coast. So Interesting. Yeah. Well, the the last thing on here that we have as a topic, and and I, this is more of I want to have a to- uh, dis, you know discussion about the implications of this and if they should do more of this. Um, and this is the uh, Alfresco Tasting Terrace that California Adventure is going to become passholder exclusive, so only passholders will be able to go to this tasting lounge. And I don't know too much about it, um, but it sounds like a little bar that has some appetizers. Am I am I am I right about that, Trevor? I don't know if you've ever been there. But- I've never been there. Because okay. I, I think, well, yeah, the, the problem is, is, you know, every time we've, every time we've gone there, you know, uh, um, our son was, you know, like five, six years old. Um, we had no interest in stopping at a place like that because it, yeah, it's in, in California adventure. It, it was a whole like wine and vineyard tasting area. And it's like, well, yeah. I'm not going to go and do wine tasting with my four-year-old. So <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the interesting discussion here, though, is do you want to see more of that? Do you want to see some DVC exclusive places? I mean, I know we have the lounge and we have Top of the World, but I mean, you know, I, and I don't know where they would do this at Disney World because, you know, that would be people would go crazy if you did that. But I guess you could build something that would be DVC exclusive where you could have drinks and stuff like that. But again, we have Top of the World already, right? Yeah. I mean, you know. There, there's nothing wrong with having one or two places for that. And I think, again, the, the demographic in California is that there is a lot more pass holders. So them offering something specific to pass holders makes sense because they have a lot of locals there that are looking for something exclusive. So I, I don't see this as a bad thing because, it, yeah, again, it gives you the pass holder something to kind of look forward to, I guess. Um in Disney World, I can't see them doing this. Honestly, I don't. I mean, yeah. I, I know there is a lot of pass holders there as well, and a lot of locals. But again, like you said, you know, we have the DVC specific areas. I, I I guess we'll have to see how well this is received because even honestly, every time I walked by this place, when I like, we haven't been there in like four or five years now, but every time we walked by this place, there was nobody in there. Like it was never busy. So I don't know if making a password or exclusive is going to suddenly turn it into a really busy place. Throw an exclusive on there might make more people want to go, I guess. Right. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Damon, anything you want to say about this? I know you don't care about Disneyland. So (laughs) no, I don't care about this. All right. Fair enough. I'm surprised you, you, Damon, I didn't put anything about the beds on here and you were, you know, saying that you were right about oh, the, the beds falling that- beds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's okay. Until a bed falls on me, I'll be all right. <laughs> all Wait, right. But, but since we're done, I get to talk about the, the cartoon thing. So for anyone that's interested, I know Jeremy had asked me to kind of start rating some of the cartoons that were on Disney plus. There is a link in our group. I did not put it on the Facebook page, but it is on the group or at our website at bscakids.com. You can go and kind of check it out. But, um, I don't know if either one of you had a chance to look, but I, I did. Tri- yeah. And, and what do you, what do you think? I mean, what were your, I, I completely forgot that Pepper Ann existed until oh, I read Pepper that. Ann's the best. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, I, it's not I remembered on Disney it. plus yet though. Yeah. Like I remembered it once I saw it and I was like, yeah. Oh man, I forgot about that show. Yeah, yeah, good the, show. The one for me was Fillmore. I I used to watch Fillmore a lot, and I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. how did I forget about this show? <laughs> yeah, there was a few on there. And again, those are two, unfortunately, that are not there yet, but some of them have been announced. I, I tell you the truth, my daughter w- watching Recess, 
I forgot how good Recess was until oh, I sat down so and watched good. it again. Yeah, I mean, it was really good. She really enjoyed it. So that was number two after Gravity Falls, unless you can go and check out the list if you want to see the rest of them. I just didn't know, like I said, if you guys had any other thoughts. But yes, Fillmore, great. Pepper Ann, great. Like, looking forward to those. Yeah. And again, you know, there, there's, I, I think you pretty much nailed the list of, you know, for, for guys, you know, like Jeremy was asked, you know, what should we watch? I think your list is yeah. pretty comprehensive because I'm just not a huge Star Wars person or Marvel person. So again, that's, you know, where my list may fail some people. And, and that's fair. But, but I think, you know, Star Wars and Marvel are kind of self-serving. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars is easy to find. Marvel is easy to find. These are all those, other little gems like even like you mentioned the 7 d is that that's oh my goodness show. that was so good yeah, it, like yeah, so good yeah it was it was a great show we we enjoyed watching it and and yeah it was kind of sad that it didn't go further because it, it was it was a fun little show <laughs> and i think that one had so much connection to you know disney classic disney which which made it even better so yeah that was a sad one to see go yeah i, I was hoping that it would have meant you know more of a twist like like the the whole seven dwarfs thing um I, I was hoping that they would have expanded past it but yeah it seemed like it just didn't go so originally i believe that show was supposed to be um was that the one that was a, a disney junior show that ended up being an all disney channel show i believe that and again i may be wrong and that someone can call me out on it but i believe that was geared to a very young audience to start and at the last minute they decided to kind of up it a little bit and i think that's where it kind of had some failings because i mean again when you put in the structure for a specific age group and then try to kind of you know make it a little more general family friendly i think that's where it was tough but i still did enjoy it at the level it was at the Bing Bong Bell. I mean, how can you forget mm-hmm. about the Bing Bong Bell? That's the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I may have to go back and and yeah. There, there's a bunch of shows I need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I I totally agree with you on Recess though. Just go back. I, my wife, when she found out that Recess was on there, got really like got giddy that Recess was yes. on there because she just loved and Recess was a lot of my childhood too. So I I loved that show. I was pretty psyched that it was on there. So agreed. It's funny how you remember like episodes too, like certain episodes. Like you just, even though it was so long ago, you just well, remember certain things because that's what implants upon you, right? So that has yeah. some special connection towards you know your life at that time or before or after. And I think that's why you definitely remember episodes. You know, one of the interesting things for me was kind of looking back at the gummy bears and realizing that some of the later episodes were extremely good, but I, those are the ones I kind of forgot about more than the beginning episodes. I remember a lot more of those rather than the later episodes. So it is always interesting to kind of, you know, see what stuck with you. Yeah. And it seems like they're adding at a pretty, pretty good clip, a lot of that old stuff too. Right. So yeah, some of that I, stuff they probably need to digitize. I, I think, and yeah, I think American dragon, Jake long, which again, if you haven't seen it is awesome. That one is going to be added. I believe it's already been announced. I believe there's a I few that January. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that should be another good one for people who have missed that. Cause that's another one. I think people just missed, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of fell into this weird sort of time frame, but it's, you know, it's a great show. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I had to say. <laughs> Anything else uh, we want to add before we wrap this thing up? Any other topics that we want to bring up? Anything that happened over the holidays that, you know, I was ignoring Disney news. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was, you know, pretty immersed in the holidays. So I missed. I never ignore there. Disney news. I, I try not to, but I just, I, I wasn't even on my phone all that much, you know? So mm. actually one thing I was going to ask you guys. So we, we got a chance or we watched uh, the last star Wars movie over the break. 
I did not, unfortunately, but go ahead. Okay. I still haven't either. Oh, you guys haven't watched it yet? Okay. Nope. So, so nope. Um, something that I observed or that my wife and I talked about is um, all the scenes where the Millennium Falcon was involved. Mm-hmm. I look at it differently now that I've ridden the ride. Like, seen it in person? Seen the full version of it? Yeah, yeah, like, like... You know, when they were walking around inside of it, it was like, but, like I don't know, it's it's weird. Like, but Trevor, here's the thing: it's if you think about it, right? And again, Tom, you could probably answer this too. What you saw at Disney World still isn't really as big as the Millennium Falcon seems in the movies, correct? True. Yeah. It's, okay. I didn't know if you felt that way as well. So, okay. so it wasn't so much like, like the outside appearance was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it looks it looks bigger in the show, but you know, when you walk into that, that, you know, staging area where it's like the, where the, the, there's the chest board is. Yeah. Yeah. All all that stuff. Yeah. That it's weird because it it almost gives you like a a spatial point of reference. So like when you're watching Mm -hmm. the show, like in your head, you're kind of thinking of like how things are all positioned next to each other. And when, when you've actually ridden it and then you see them, you know, sitting on the set, it's like, Oh yeah, that's that's how the Millennium Falcon is. Like it, it it's a weird reinforcement of their. I can reality, understand that, right? Yeah. So so I, again, that, that was just something that struck me about it. And I guess when you guys get a chance to watch Star Wars, I'll be curious to hear how you. Yeah, feel I don't. About know, it. I don't know when I'm actually going to get a chance to watch it. It's very difficult to stay away from all the spoilers, but I will tell you that I'm not a movie like in the movie sort of person, which is why my old house had a home theater, which I'm going to be building out in this house as well, but it's tough to kind of stay away from it. So I guess the other question is, so Mandalorian, gosh, it really ended well. Uh, I haven't watched the last two. I, I haven't yet. finished watching it either. So <laughs> wow. that's my okay. next to do after we watch yeah, Star Wars. It, <laughs> it was, it, you know, I'll tell you that again, I complained a little bit about it not being as gritty starting out and, um, you know, it really finished up well and definitely what I wanted it to be in the beginning that it was not, it turned into. So, you know, for me, it's pretty darn near close to a perfect first season. I'll be honest with you. Well, I, I think the last episode I watched was the jail episode and I really liked that one. So oh, that was good. It was yeah, a good, was that good. was a good one. I really liked that. That, that was, was a fun. great episode. It was a actually. fun episode. And you know what? It was positioned perfectly in the story to give you a quick break before bringing you back to the larger story. I thought that was good. Definitely. De- yeah, I- I'm excited to catch up with it. My-, my wife and I just haven't gotten a chance to do it yet. No. So we're, 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 I might even do it right after we're done here. So now, the, so the I'm Mandalorian the is done by John Favreau. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm just thinking about how his pacing goes in his movies and stuff. But yeah. Mm. Mm. Look at you going by director. <laughs> I I noticed those things. <laughs> that's good. Hey, that's good. That's good. It's I never I, know how to pronounce anyone's name, so I never involve myself in those sort of discussions. <laughs> it's probably a good idea. Well, probably a good idea. Oh. But actually, it's funny. My one of my wife's best friend from uh, high school, or like they're still friends now. Her last name was Favreau as well. So I was just like, oh, ah, so you're you're a cheater. You're, yeah, that's it, the only reason. It, it's a French <laughs> name, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're rambling. Let's 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 go ahead and wrap this thing up. Yeah. So Damon can go to bed, and I can uh, watch the Mandalorian. All right. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm wrapping up today. So <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not even going to give out the email address anymore. You have to join the group. Sorry. Yeah. Talk to us. Join the group. 
Well, it, if you've listened to previous episodes, you would still know that our, our address is welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So, so it's still there. And yeah, you can email us if you want, or you can talk to us on the group or whatever. I mean, obviously, everyone who wants to, to reach out to us has been able to do so. But again, we appreciate any avenue that you want to take. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this, you'll get a response much faster if you post in the group as opposed to the email. This is true. And yeah, we, we do, true. we do tend to, to notice those, those posts on the Facebook group, uh, fairly quick. Um, so obviously you can message, mess, uh, message us directly on at, uh, welcome home podcast on Facebook. Uh, if you happen to be on Twitter or Instagram, you can find us as welcome home pod and welcome home picks. Uh, those, mirror our Facebook page so you can see all of our posts and everything from there if you just want to keep track of us. Uh, if you guys are interested in some merchandise at this point, uh, store.welcomehomepodcast.com is a good place. Tom, what's coming next? Yeah, what what do we have? What any- is coming next? We uh, Merchandise-wise? Yeah. Like, we get blankets or something? I, I mean, I'm sure there's some cool stuff we could do. I, I We've been teasing for a while that we were going to do some like more designs and stuff, and we just have not gotten around to that. But well, eventually we will. Holidays, right? I mean, I mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, we'll figure something out. I, I'll have to take a look. I, I don't know. Wait, what did we say that the the next special thing for 2020 instead of hats was going to be? Uh, Sling bags. Oh, the bags? Mm. Yeah, they're tough to carry around the park, though, right? Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. Well, you could have one sling bag carrying multiple sling bags. <laughs> so maybe that's not so bad. Sling what bag if we could do like... Uh, I wonder if if we can do like a like a cool like a, like the cups that like you know keep your beverages cool that you could bring to you with the park, you know like like a tumbler. Yeah, yeah, like a tumbler or something. Sure, we could do that. Does anyone really want a tumbler though? I don't know. I, mean, I, I think I, I tell you the truth. I think the hats are well received. I, we should probably just stick with those. I hate to say. Yeah, we no. we have tumblers, but we don't take them out of the house. So yeah, right, hats no. though everyone would take out of the house. Everyone yeah. does the hats, right? Yeah. So wait, did you ever send um, what's her name hat? The the one person that I met that I didn't have hats for. Or are you slacking? It's on my to do list. Uh- <laughs> yeah. See, so now it's officially on the podcast, and now he has to do it. I think you brought it up on the last podcast. Darn it, Holidays Tom. got me a little behind. Holidays are over now. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll get it done the next week or two. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway continue, so Trevor. so so back to to what we were saying. So um, if you guys are finding us on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or any of those, um, we do appreciate leaving reviews about the podcast. Uh, we like hearing your feedback, and also uh, those reviews do help with uh the podcast being visible to other people so that you know we can find more people to hang out in the group more people to to listen and to talk with us about stuff yeah no you know of course don't forget to subscribe to welcome home podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode uh as as trevor mentioned you could find us on apple podcasts google play music google podcast tune in stitcher spotify anywhere you can find podcasts you can find us just search for welcome home look for the one that says disney and dvc that's the one that uh we are because there are other welcome homes out there but obviously we're the best one of all of them so um don't bother with the other ones uh just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company as such. Any and all things that we say on the show are our opinions. So, uh, you know, please uh, consult a DVC representative, uh, a Disney cast member for more information about any of the things we talked about today. Uh, big thank you, of course, as always, to DVC Rental Store for sponsoring this episode. Go and check them out. Uh, and, you know, of course, let them know Welcome Home sent you. We very much appreciate them being a sponsor of this show and being a partner of ours in this venture. So uh, join us next 
next time for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, more Disney Vacation Club talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.